that? Do you hear my cat? I thought I heard your cat. It sounded like she was trapped inside the vent. Meow. Is Timmy in the well? I always have to like like fake myself out when I start a show because <laughs> I'm just like if I just jump right into it that first like thirty seconds I'm just sound ridiculous. You sound ridiculous anyway. Shut up. It's out of the love of my heart, darling. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the longest podcast in the world. Is that a problem? <laughs> no, my last few podcasts I like to them to usually run about an hour. They've been definitely two to three hours the last several shows. Hey, I'll entertain people. We'll but, make it a musical. Sherlock the musical. I keep on falling. I'm free. Free falling. I think I'm falling for you. <laughs> We're going to go to hell. I'm trying to think of another song. All that, that keeps popping in my head is Carry On My Wayward Son, but that's definitely Supernatural. <laughs> carry On My Wayward Son. There'll be peace when you're on the pavement. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Too soon? Alright, so. <laughs> We're gonna fly over polar bears and see them and look at them and be with the polar bears. Yes. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Is that why you're calling yourself Greg? That's his name, is it? Yes. Doctor! I know. Dinosaurs. On a spaceship. Dude, I'm not sure I could ever love Moose and drag my ass as much as you do, okay? Two True Freaks presents Hope of All Trades, hosted by Hope Molnax. Talking like a man and fangirling like a lady since 2010. Getting past him should be simple enough now, since he seems to be letting frost giants sneak by under his nose. Bazinga. I don't care. We can talk about normality till the cows come home. What is normal? What's wrong? We're cows. This is my bargain, you mewling quim. Great, let's watch. I would love to thank Alex and Bree of the Other Side of the Mirror podcast. They're two lovely ladies. Uh, they run a Once Upon a Time podcast. You should check them out. But thank you guys so much for donating to Two True Freaks. We love you guys. You're the best. And this episode is dedicated to both of you guys. We are always taking donations for Two True Freaks. Uh, you know, bandwidth, bandwidth, like a sandwich. Bandwidth isn't cheap. And so there's two ways you can do that. You can go to our, our page at twotruefreaks at .com, I think. <laughs> What's our website? .lipson.com. And there's a donate button. You can click on it and donate to our us. Or you can go to the Amazon logo, click on that. And when you go to Amazon and buy whatever you want to your heart, heart's content, we get a portion of that. But it will be no extra charges to your purchase, and we would love you guys. And if you love what we're doing, please give us a help out. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Hope of All Trades. We're part of the Two True Freaks podcasting group. My name is Hope of Molinex, and I am your host for this lovely show. And I have my very good friend, Allison, on the show with me today. Say hi. Hi. Want to tell us about yourself a little bit? I'm Allison. And I... She draws stuff. I do draw stuff sometimes. I'm not professional by any stance. I work in a bakery. Mm. I 
have known Hope for forever, but only just met her? <laughs> no. I like long walks on the beach and short-haired hunting dogs. <laughs> and sometimes I wish I lived not here. I think we all wish not to live here. Yes. I like to live inside fantasy world. I, I want to live across the pond. Let's jump. Let's jump. Whee! We are jumping across the pond because today we are talking about BBC Sherlock. Which, um, what I'm doing is I'm going to do a series of Sherlock podcasts leading up to... <laughs> you almost broke that glass. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to be doing a series of B- uh, BBC Sherlock shows with different uh, friends of mine and stuff like that. And it's going to be leading up to 221 Beacon. <gasps> we another one. At 221 Beacon, it's like our wrap-up and talking about the con. We can talk about... We can have the whole room in there. Yeah, we'll have Allison and Sam and Amanda. Uh, yeah, Sam and Amanda. I was about to say Allison and Sam, but you're Allison. So, uh, this is my first uh, Sherlock podcast. I'm very excited about it. I know I've referenced Sherlock before on my show. It's a shag and stuff like that. Um, Shag is another co-host, by the way. It's not like a good Robin bed because he's my arch nemesis. That's okay. It's probably a good shag. No, (laughs) I don't think his wife would agree. Oh well, (laughs) buzzing. I all right. If you want to go that far, yeah. Anyway, so. We'll uh, start off, if you don't know what BBC Sherlock is... Oh, by the way, this episode's going to contain spoilers. So if you haven't seen Sherlock, you might want to turn this off right now. Spoilers! Last chance. Three, two, one. Okay, so. Uh, BBC Sherlock stars the Gordacious... Gordacious? <laughs> That's a good word for him. I know, the Gordacious Benedict Cumberbatch. And he might the, be British. He might be British. I I might have talked about him and... and Making out with him on this show before. Benedict Timothy Carlton Cumberbatch. Is that his whole name? Yes. yes. That's okay. It's almost as hot as Thomas William Hiddleston. Oh, my ovaries. My ovaries just jiggled. <laughs> Did your ovaries just shake hands with one another? <laughs> yes. But uh, it starts with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman, who played John Watson, and he is just so good. He really is. He has the best facial features, expressions, and features. I mean, hey, I'll look at his face, whatever. I know, Amanda Abington's a lucky lady. <laughs> <laughs> look at one other one in there. That, that thing. That thing without the penis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So. Good times. Um, it's a modern version of Sherlock Holmes. It's a good take on it. I, if you're listening to this show, you probably know what Sherlock is. I don't think I need to introduce it. If you haven't. It's written by you- Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss. Yeah, a few other people who I don't remember at the time. Are you looking at me to remember the names? <laughs> no. I just told you I haven't watched it in a long time because I've been trying to get over your feels. <laughs> not get over them, just not relive them. <laughs> There's a difference. All right, well then we'll start simple. So, Allison, yes. how did you get into the fandom? How did I get into the fandom? Um, actually, I think it was my friend Sophie was talking about it, and then she said, you should really watch this. And I said, you know, okay, sure, why not? Then Tumblr happened. And then I was like, well, now I've got to watch this, because I don't know what's happening, and I want to know what's happening, and who is this man, and his Gorgeous face. Gorgeous man. Right. And, no. The face that I'd like to sit on. It was, <laughs> and it was more than that, because, like, I, I had been a fan of the books and the stories and all of that for, like, Ever stop convulsing in your chair? You had a moment. <laughs> my, fa- my my head finished the sentence inside my head. 
<laughs> your face finished the sentence inside your head. Wait a minute, can we just rewind that comment? <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was talking about like sitting on <laughs> Benedict's face in my head, it would be like... <laughs> in my head it went, his, his glorious walrus <laughs> A walrus face? No! If anything, is a piece of horse. A piece of what? A piece of a horse. But I'm allergic to horses. His whole face and all named. Ugh. Or so he says. But you want to see his glorious face go on? No, like, it, it was honestly just... Interest peaked, and you know, I had never what it's been a long time since I've been in a quote unquote fandom. I don't, I think the last one might have been Harry Potter, and then I found the biggest fandom waiting on the other side of hurry up and finish this because I started watching it November before season two came out. So, what, like a year and a half ago, two years ago, Uh, forever ago, yeah, way too long ago. Yeah, we're the fandom that waits. <laughs> the fandom who waited. That's what they call us. Well, I kind of came into it a little bit differently, because I was that kid that I was like, I'm not going to read or do anything with Sherlock Holmes, because I it's not even a surprise ending. He always solves the case, and my friend, best friend helped me to shut up a bit. And um, the, my only real exposure to Sherlock Holmes was, like, Wishbone when I was a kid. Right! I love that! Yeah! Yeah, they did the wish, the Sherlock Holmes episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they did, um, and then The Great Mouse Detective. Right. But even then, I didn't know actively it was Sherlock Holmes. I actually forgot that The Great Mouse Detective was based on Sherlock Holmes until I watched it again. It's a really good adaptation. I like, agree. I think it's the best, like, transition from books to, mm-hmm. to media. Because I really like Basil that. is just such a good interpretation interpretation of how Sherlock is in the novel. Really? Except for he's, like, a little less of an asshole. Yeah, that's Like, true. a little lot. Yeah. All- like, 90% less of an asshole. 90% <laughs> yes. He's still a bit of an asshole, but... I, yeah, but, I mean, that 10% is small compared to, if you read the books, Sherlock's a dick. Let's not, let's yeah. not sugarcoat that. He's a dick. He doesn't know, but... But then, like, my best friend uh, grew up with Sherlock Holmes and, like, grew up with mysteries and stuff like that. So she was constantly like, hope you need to watch the show. It's so good. It's so good. And I was just like, no, no, it's not going to have a surprise ending. Well, lo and behold, she said the magic words, which was, it's written by the writers of Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) So by that time, it was already after season two and after Reichenbach. Right. So I saw all of her Tumblr, like, Feelings happening. I didn't understand them. Feelings. Yeah. So I've only been in the fandom since like last year. Yeah. It's been a year. Last January. Oh, that's well, really. I watched it. Shor- I, I watched it shortly after. It was probably Marchish. Whatever. That I watched it's been it. a year. You're inducted. Oh my god! It has been a year since Reichenbach. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's really. Sean, cool. my 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 uh, alarm on my phone. When it goes off in the mornings, it says, if John Watson can wake up every day after Reichenbach, no! you can wake up <laughs> Why would and get you on top there. That's what? what it says. Why would you post something like that? No. So, um, I can show you. It's on my phone upstairs for my alarm clock. You can show me. I forgot my phone's over there. But anyway, no. Um, I have a Sherlock and John on my phone. Ooh, I have Sherlock and Loki. Yeah. And Captain America holding a cheeseburger. Good old Dawn. Yeah. But, um, oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not no, I do too. So let's talk about some of the episodes. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen them too, so it's okay. I'm really rusty. As well. uh, no, that's okay. Because if worse comes to worse, I can pull them up on my computer. <laughs> we'll, we'll just go watch them in the other room and be like, "Here's commentary, Mystery Science Theater." 
though. That'd be really fun to do one day, actually. <laughs> I am going to pull them up just for our reference, just so we can see them. Well, I know what they are. I know what they are, too, but just in case. So, uh -huh. just, just in case. Look, there they are. Magic. Yes. So, let's talk about these episodes. Let's talk about these episodes. Are we breaking it up by season or just episodes in general? Episodes in general. I was thinking of favorites and least favorites. Or uh, maybe favorite moments. Favorite's hard. I know. Favorite, I know favorite is hard, but my least favorite, I can honestly say, blind banker is the blind banker. Yep. But the only <laughs> the only reason is like it has so many great little moments in it, but the case itself is just so dragged out, and it seems almost like I understand that you get to see a little bit of John and his life in it with the whole thing with Sarah and him trying to find his feet again. You know, he's finally gotten himself back up from, you know, being back from Afghanistan. He's finally found his feet again, and you're kind of getting to see some of the old John Watson revive. Mm -hmm. So it's that whole concept of Sherlock is slowly rebuilding him. Like, it, it's a structure. It's weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. But I understand that it was all just a big introduction to, here's your main villain. I wonder who it is. My problem with it is that, like, the, the, like, the main antagonists for that episode are idiots. Mm -hmm. They're just stupid. Yeah. And I don't like stupid villains. I don't either. The entire case is the fact that they had a misunderstanding that John was Sherlock. That's not even really a case. Yeah, that's just... And even then, Case like, of mistaken identity. Ah! <laughs> we won't be fooled again! Anyway. I see a side I, I, I saw it the other day. It was once upon a time with Whale. <laughs> Your heart was krilled. <laughs> no. But, I mean, I the only reason... And it was so... It was one of those things where when I first got it on DVD, I watched it, like, over and over and over. But I kept skipping over the second one. Mm -hmm. Skipping over the second one. It, but it was just... And I missed some of the moments in it. Yeah, it's one of those episodes that, like, if I'm watching it with someone new, I'll sit down and watch it, but if I'm just watching it on my own, I'll just go to my favorite moments and then skip them, the rest right. of it. Because, like, even the initial case, like, with the spray painting, mm -hmm. it's not even really a strong case. It's just like, hey, who broke into our office? Can we, can we talk for a second about that wall and how fast they had to have been to paint over it or scrub it off? Mm -hmm. From under the bridge or whatever, what, yeah. the train tracks, wasn't it? Yeah, because like, he was yeah. gone, like, what, five minutes, maybe? What they do, what? like, thorough paint on it. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, now it looks like a brick wall again. <gasps> but then, like, even if they uh, had just painted it, it would have been wet paint. Unless it was spray paint. Spray paint uh, dries really fast. But yeah, if it, it was, like, normal paint, they could have just thrown some water on it. Yeah, it all depends on the type of paint. But anyway, like, we're thinking it's television. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why are we... It'd been one thing if, like, if John was like, I've been looking for you for an hour. Yeah. And, like, ran back. Whatever. No. And that, but honestly, I think that was my least favorite episode. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very up there for me, for least favorite. Because other than that, like, because even then, it's not like it's terrible. It's still good. Yeah, it's, it's just a really not, good one. It's just it's not, not as captivating. Par, yeah, it's not on par with the others. There's not there's not as much, I think that the reason I didn't like it is there's not as much character building in it. And I get really attached to characters really fast. Yeah, once upon a time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anything, are you kidding me? Can we yeah. tell? I didn't watch Doctor Who until after I'd seen Sherlock because my sister was the Doctor Who fan in the house. She was like, you gotta watch this since I watched Sherlock. I got so attached to the pawns, and now 
I'm sad. Baby puns are gone. No, let's not talk about it. Yes, let's not talk about the puns, because now we have Clara. Who's Clara? A Dalek. Have you seen the Christmas special yet? Yeah. Okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Somehow she's like an anomaly. I think she's, she's like so Captain weird. Jack's like love child somewhere. I, he and Irene Adler had a baby and it was her. Yeah. Okay. We are all agreed on this. Headcanon. Okay. Let's <laughs> but, but um. Then maybe like. See, I'm trying to think of what my favorite episode. See, is. I uh, I'm always torn between Great Game and Hounds or. Usually by two type, but I love Scandal and I love Reichenbach and I love Sony Pink too. I mean, but if I had to go sit there and like just if I had to pick one episode right now to sit and rewatch, it would probably be Hounds. Really? And then Great Game. Those are my two favorites. There's something about Hounds because it's one of those. It's like it's not very. See, like Great Game, I, I love. It was my. It's, it is probably my favorite because there's so much crammed into it. Right. But it flows really nicely and it has one of my favorite moments in it. When they're fighting the golem. And yeah. it, I just love the cinematography in that scene. Right. And the whole flashing and the planets and everything. Love that scene. Yeah. But then, like, I like Hounds because I think it has great Sherlock moments to see him have that fear. We have great Lestrade moments. And we have, like, amazing John moments, too, with him seeing that fear and stuff. Like, I really, for both character and story, I, I really like that episode. See, I really like, I, I like Hounds a lot. I don't think it's my favorite, but I like Hounds because I have, like, personal attachment to it. That's the first Sherlock Holmes story I ever read. Mm-hmm. So it's like I automatically have this, this like, connection with that story of, I need this all the time right now. So, but, I mean, I like the modern take on it, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot, yes. a lot. Because there's a lot of ways that could have went really yes, wrong. Yes, exactly. And I mean, and not only that, but they do such a great job of updating and referencing so many of the older stories, like the littler known stories, mm-hmm. in the bigger picture. There's a few of them I wish, like when they were going through, um, which one was they with Mycroft and all the clients? That was Scandal. Yeah. In Scandal, they were talking about the geek interpreter mm-hmm. and how, like, the superheroes came to life. I actually really like that story. The Greek interpreter? <laughs> yeah, I actually really like that story, and I was really excited to be able to see that in this show. Yeah. So I was really sad that it was, like, a little, like, side Yeah, my favorite was about the um, the five pips. Mm-hmm. Like, it did the, the Greenwich pips. Is that what it was? Yeah. Something like that? Something like Instead that. of the actual, like, pods that they were getting in the mail, which, I mean, it wound up... <laughs> Be, being about the KKK, but we can't say that anymore because that's scandalous. But it, I can only get now because like he was getting all those through text messages, mm-hmm. and that's almost like our mail now. Yeah, and no, so. I totally get it. And I, I don't know. There's something. There's something about the way that they like seamlessly throw all of it in that it's elegant, just like the stories used to be, mm-hmm. and it's not overplayed and overdone. Which I really like. Mm-hmm. Random. I know. I'm going to sound like an artist now. <laughs> you are an artist. <laughs> Only sometimes. On my days off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, no. What would be my favorite episode? I'm still trying to think. Yeah, because I, I, there, I, there are great moments in Scandal that I love. I, I love the entire Christmas scene. Don't talk to me about the Christmas scene. It makes me cry. <laughs> I... 
I love that scene for both Greg and for Molly and for I think um, Stephen Moffat said it really well. That was the first real time like Sherlock felt like he did something wrong and he realized in himself, I don't what? like what I just did. He said that I think in an interview. Yeah. Oh no, it was the commentary. It's been a long time since I watched the commentary. But yeah, um I it was one of those things where I was really glad for everybody's reactions except for poor John. Mm-hmm. Because you can tell, like, in, it it amazes me, the actors in the show, and how they're acting even in the background. Like, I mean, I know that that's supposed to be their job and whatever, but sometimes you just don't even pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. I find myself going back and re-watching these episodes just for their facial features. And can we talk about Rupert Graves and his stupid face? <laughs> I love Rupert Graves! Uh, oh my god! God, I love him in that entire scene, and Louise Brayley even said that. Uh, She's my queen. Her and Amanda Abington. Uh, I'm so sad that that Amanda's off Twitter now. I, well, it hurts my soul. Remind me to tell you a story about that later. Oh, tell it to me now. No. Yes. I can't. Why not? Because I know the girl that started the big bit with her oh, on Twitter. Yeah, let's not talk about that yeah. now. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, okay. So, yeah, she deleted her Tumblr later because she was getting lots of hate mail. I would, too. Amanda Abington's my queen, and I'm not one for sending hate, but still, she's still my queen. Yeah, no, and it's so funny because everybody was so respectful about that whole thing, and Mm -hmm. then that all had to start. Whatever. Yeah. (sighs) I know lots of people. (laughs) That's perfectly okay. But, um, no, I... That Christmas scene is such a good example of how there are backstories that can be found in each and every one of these characters that are not Sherlock and John. Mm -hmm. And there's always so much focus on Sherlock and John, Sherlock and John, Sherlock and John, that I think people forget that there are other, like, side characters Mm -hmm. in the background. And that, you know, it's one of those things where I've, like... I can honestly say that Molly is probably my favorite character because she's got so... Like, my favorite character that's not John or Sherlock. Do you think that she's supposed to be the married character? I don't think so. And I hope not, actually. Because I think there would have been more hints at John and Molly. Mm -hmm. Like, even before that. But I think because she was so, like, head over heels with Sherlock that it she barely noticed John. And even in the stories, Mary is supposed to be a bit more of a firecracker than Molly is. Not to say that Molly's not. And she she's, she's grown into one though. Yeah, like I mean she's she's got her feet under her and she's standing up for herself now and I love that because it's character growth and you can't just be standing there mooning over the same person for forever. So that I mean if she is gonna be the Mary Mortensen character then I think that I actually then would like this take on it that she was originally in love with Sherlock and she's grown away from him. And if she starts noticing John, I would actually really like that. Like she's grown really? as that. But I I don't want Mary Mortison to be in the show only because Moffat and Gatiss said that they um, wanted this to focus on the friendship of Sherlock and and John. See, I don't mind. I don't mind her being in the show. I actually want her in the show. Mm-hmm. And. Like, it's one of those things where I think she's vital to John's character. Like, I think she is a vital part of how John's going to progress, how maybe he's going to 
move on, move on, quote unquote. People can't see me in a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I talk with my hands a lot. I'm so sorry, but um, I do the same thing. I'm like, wait, you guys can't see this. But I think I think that she's going to be a vital part of him moving on. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say there are so many different ideas that the fandom in general has for Mary that I find myself actually looking at them more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well I can get behind this because like one of them is that Sherlock hires her mm-hmm. to go and watch after John while he's gone when he survives the fall. Obviously mm-hmm. he did because you see him at the end of the episode. Spoilers! Let's figure out that. You said spoilers at the beginning! <laughs> In case there's still not around. <laughs> but um... I know, no River Song here to warn us. Spoilers. Spoilers. But I, I mean, I don't mind that idea at all. Mm-hmm. I also don't particularly mind the idea of her being within Moriarty's web. And then... I really like that idea. I know, and then trying to pull Sherlock out of hiding by slowly taking John away. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm totally behind that. There's also a whole big thing where she's also with Sebastian. And it's not all slash goggles and whatever. Which, I mean, I can get behind this because why not? Mm -hmm. Personal headcanons, since in the story she's a governess, I want her to be a school teacher. I want her to be a school teacher. To go from the morgue to teaching children? I still don't think that she's Molly. I still don't. But granted, she could be. Oh, we're talking about Mo- uh, Mary. We're okay. talking I about thought, Mary. I thought we were, no, no, no. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were still talking about Molly. I'm sorry. No, Go no, on. No, I was like, that's really me. weird. Be like, hi, kids. My last job, I was cutting up people. Now you're a school teacher. These hands been inside dead bodies. Oh my god. And all, you the girls, were... all the girls screaming. All the boys are like, cool. If you want to make hands about Molly, talk to me later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I thought we were still talking about Molly. I will make you cry. No, but Mary, I like. I think she should be a school teacher because she was a governess in the stories, and I think that would be the sort of sensitivity that John needs, because she would be a nurturing sort, but she would make him stand up on his own. She wouldn't be the one to like hand him everything. She'd make him do the stuff. Mm-hmm. She'd make him work for it. Head cannon for that. They meet in the coffee shop. She spills coffee all over him. It'd be adorable. Let's be real. I've thought about these things. I have too. <laughs> All right. So, uh, any other thing? Uh, I think Study Peaks a good uh, opening episode. Yeah, it just—it's really nice because it lays out all the characters. I don't know how we got like. No, it happens. <laughs> Woo! It, no, no. I, I like during my podcast with Shag, we were just talking about one thing, and then we just like went on. A, we were talking about all the episodes so far this like yeah. past season of Doctor Who. Somehow we got on some like wild ass tangent about well yeah about like I think it was, I think it was Sherlock and we talked about Sherlock for like thirty minutes <laughs> and then went back to Doctor Who so uh, it's it happens. it's part of it Good. the only thing I I kind of miss I think I'm probably the only person who liked this but in um, a study in Scarlet I really Pink. liked no 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 the the, oh, the book, story the story of studying Scarlet 
I really like the entire, like, last half of the book about the Mormons. <laughs> right? No, I mean, like, I can understand. I really understand, like that. I can understand why they didn't go into that. Oh, yeah, of course. But it wouldn't fit in any shape or form at all. <laughs> but, you know, it's nice I because. I think would just feel like writing about Mormons one day. Right. I think this was a really good, like, this whole series is a really good introduction to get people to go back and read them and see I, what the differences are. I never read it before. I Before watching BBC Show, I mm-hmm. never read Sherlock Holmes before. And it made you want to. I've, I've been working through it. I've, I've gotten to, I just got to Irene Adler, so. Yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, I. Scandal in Bohemia. I'm getting there. I, I, I read that one and, um, Sign of Four. I love the Sign of Four. I really like the Sign of Four. I really want Toby in this damn show. Toby! Toby! <laughs> just like in The Great Mouse Detective, and they can't call him Toby, it has to be Toby. Toby. Yeah. And then Reichenbach. Nah. Uh, uh, it's such a good episode, though. Like, it, it's one of those things that I'm like, I know I'm going to watch it, and I know I'm going to feel sad, and I'm going to be upset, but it's such a good damn episode. Right, it really is. I like the whole... The whole thing about that episode is that you end up with feelings for everybody by the end of it, mm-hmm. but the one person that I feel the worst for is not John, it's Mycroft. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, basically, Mycroft is the one that signed that death certificate. Let's... Mm-hmm. And that ending scene with Mark, I have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of feelings for Mark Gatiss as well. (laughs) I have have so many feelings about that dumb episode. It's just the way they set it up. Like, you're like, oh, I'm going to watch Sherlock Holmes. In the opening scene, his best friend is dead. And you're like, oh, well, I know it's already coming. And then you forget. It's like for a minute you're like, oh, whatever. It's just a big hoax. They're ridiculous. Though in that opening scene... It amazed me that I never realized that it's always raining on John's side of the room and it's sunny on the therapist's side of the room. What? <laughs> Watch Let's it. open this. Hold on, I gotta open this shit. No, really? Yeah. Like, it is pouring rain. Uh-huh. Why today? Do you see? How, is he hallucinating? Or maybe it's just, you know, that production thing called a studio... And it, they had to make I it think rain. It, I think it's cinematography, actually. I think it was meant to be that way. But it's like pouring in sheets down the window over there, and you look on her side, and it's always quieter. Or maybe it was just me and my. Yeah, I mean, it's still raining some, but it's just not as hard. It's the color difference. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. The music of the show. Because I was about to say, like, I. Maybe he's, like, hallucinating it. <laughs> I wonder, uh, like, one of my favorite music videos I ever saw, uh, one I, I saw this uh, one AMV, and the whole thing, it was actually uh, John suffering from his PTSD. And yes! Oh, that one! That's Sherlock. the best. And, like, he like, couldn't, like, understand why Sherlock actually wasn't there. Yeah. Um, actually, I mean, <laughs> I write fix and don't post them. Just BC <laughs> I actually wrote a fic that's about John talking to quote unquote Sherlock's ghost, and he is continually talking to this figment of his imagination, and then Sherlock comes back, and John is still talking. Mm-hmm. Like always. And it isn't until Mrs. Hudson or Lestrade or somebody comes upstairs, and they're like, What do you mean? 
I mean, he's right there, and they're like, John's like, oh, so you see him too. Ah! Yep. Oh, I'm that person. <laughs> oh, I like that person. Yeah, you would. So let's talk about these characters. Okay, you want to talk about characters? Are we going to run down the list? Yeah, I made a small list, and then we can throw any ends. And throw any ends. Super. We can throw in any that we wish. Super. So what about Sherlock? Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, Mr. Benedict. God, his voice is so perfect. It really is. I feel it in my chest. <laughs> I bet that's not all you feel it. Oh, no. no. There's, there's a lot of other feelings going on in other lady places. Lady places and man places. And Surprise. man places. So what do you feel about Sherlock Holmes? He was actually initially my favorite character, and then the other characters grew on me. Like mushrooms? Um, no, yes. I'm kidding. <laughs> I need a shower. Like mushrooms. But, um, no, I actually really like his version of Sherlock. Like, a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the younger version you maybe didn't expect. Because I, I think that's one of the nice things. Some of the ages are ambiguous mm-hmm. enough that you can see yourself in different places. And that's what draws you in. I love the way that his... Half of it is his voice, the other half of it is his stature. Mm-hmm. And you get the whole thing. The way that he plays him is so smart because it's not, it's never too cold and too clinical to be super uncaring. Mm-hmm. And the minute that he gets too uncaring, he does something else that makes you feel for him. Like you relate. And it, and it progresses because he's very cold in episode one. But by yes. the time you get to Reichenbach, it's it's almost a 180. He's almost there. Right. And see, I think part of that is in the writing of it, because all the Sherlock stories are told like from John Watson's journals. Mm-hmm. So I think it's part of John understanding Sherlock, and that's projecting mm-hmm. also. Which is good, because it's all a big progression. It's mm-hmm. how they grow with each other. Mm-hmm. Because you can't talk about one without talking about the other. That's true. I mean... It was on a Jeopardy question. Literary heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Literary duos. Yeah, Final Jeopardy. Right there. I got it right. <laughs> Not really. But I mean, I I do like... And now, granted, this was my first like real exposure to Sherlock Holmes. So you I, didn't watch the Robert Downey Jr.? I not until afterwards. Wow. Yeah, I... This was like my... Like, other than Wishbone and the Great Mouse Detective, this is my first real exposure to Sherlock Holmes. So I was just smitten. Has, I, it, has it been enjoyable for you? It, it <laughs> has, has been. been for you too. It, it was, but like now I'm I'm set up where like now I compare Robert Downey Jr. to Benedict Cumberbatch, and then I compare Johnny Lee Miller to Benedict Cumberbatch. I know. It's so funny how everybody's rendition is different, but they're still somehow almost the same. the same. It's almost like like here's the difference I see between Johnny Lee Miller and Benedict Sherlock. I see Benedict's at the beginning of his career. He's younger, he is still a little inexperienced, he's still trying to find his way and making a career for himself. Right. And then I see John Lee Miller's as an older one who's been in the business for a while. Mm-hmm. He's uh, much more uh, seasoned, I guess is the best yes. way to say it. And he is, uh, he, he knows how like jaded he's become. Like he's actually aware that he's jaded. Yeah. Well, I think Benedict is more cocky because it's a younger version. And that's how I see it. Like I think they are the exact same character, but in two different points in the middle of their lives. Right. I can totally see that. Yeah. That's I why I, I don't like comparing Sherlock to elementary. You can't really you can't really compare the two other than they're the same characters based on the same thing 
in a modern society. My my take on it is everybody is like, oh, but it's like, okay, my biggest thing is when people say that Lucy Lou's oh, I hate that. People are so, Lucy Lou is flawless. She is. And like, even, like, but I hate when people's like, well, it's not the traditional take on Sherlock Holmes. Well, neither is Psych. Neither is the Great Malice Detective. House. Neither is House. Professor Layton. Professor Layton. I mean, like, there's, like, my favorite is Psych. I mean, yeah. the Sherlock character is Sean, and he's a big womanizer who lies his way out of everything, and he's a right. jokester, while Gus is the John Watson character who's black and a coward. Yeah. I mean, I and you can't get much further away from John Watson right. than black and a coward, and I guess Lucy Liu is woman and Asian, so... <laughs> Excuse me. No. No. But... So, no, that's. I think. I think really, you have to have certain elements to study a character and commit yourself to being that character. It's really interesting seeing Benedict in costume for Sherlock, but not in character. It's so weird because you can tell. Like, yeah, it's you like totally it's a, tell. It's, it's a switch that just turns on. Yeah, like you can totally tell that it's Ben, but the moment that he's in character, it. And it doesn't look like him anymore. It, like it actually does not look mm-hmm. like him. It's, which is it's weird because it is him, but it's not. It's not. Yeah. No, I get it. I totally get that because mm-hmm. I mean I think the same thing all the time. And that's just showing how talented he is. He is absolutely just. Hello. Look at him in atonement. Him in Frankenstein. What a creeper. I meant I meant indifference of character there. Oh well, Frankenstein's still great. It <laughs> is. It's grand. But, um, I, I know, I just, I think it was a good first introduction to me, because I think if I would have jumped into the Robert Downey Jr.'s first, I wouldn't be all like Sherlock Sherlock. Well, see, I think the difference also is that it's modern versus in period. Mm-hmm. Because the Robert and, Downey Jr. version is, or the Guy Ritchie, whichever you want to call it. I don't care. It, um, the film version, film adaptation, <laughs> it, it is more in the time frame that... Sherlock Holmes was written to be in. Which, yeah, it takes its own liberties and whatever. But the modern take, I think, is good for people because they can sink their teeth into it and realize that, oh, so that's all we have to think of this about. Mm-hmm. It's just a translation in their heads. If if my redneck brother can watch and enjoy it, then True anyone can watch facts. and enjoy it. My dad. My dad watches it and likes it. Yeah. He just asked me when the third season was coming out, and I cried. <laughs> well, they're starting to build the sets. Yay! But we still might not get it till 2014. No, it's supposed Shoot to... Shoot me in the face. Isn't it supposed to be November? I thought it was supposed to be November, well, they, December. They pushed back filming. Um, I, to March, yeah? Yeah. I, I, was, I was reading it. I was reading on... I was just reading an article that it would possibly come out as late as... As late as 2014. What? I'm hoping it will still be within this year, though. I hope so, too. One a year would be nice. So. Let's be serious. Let's talk about John. Talk about John Watson. Mm-hmm. John grew on me. John was my favorite. He's always been my favorite, though. Like, even in the stories. Because he was always, like, me. Like, I mean, if you if you had a character you can compare to, it would be me. Because I was always the one that was watching everything and just being like, what is even going on? 
And then you would jump in and be like, oh, it's an adventure. <laughs> and whatever. And I've, you know, I was always the one with the camera or the notebook. I was always the one taking the notes about what was going on. But I think what I like more about this, like, Martin Freeman's take is that John is older. I don't think you could pass him off as being too young mm-hmm. because he's already been in the war and everything. He's already been injured. He already had a career before that. Mm-hmm. And now you're finding him at, like, a later point in comparison to, like, Jude Law's mm-hmm. Watson. Because I think he would be younger than Sherlock. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that you kind of have that ambiguity and everything. But Martin Freeman in his face. See, John grew on me because Sherlock was initially my favorite character because I really like quippy, witty characters. It's, I like it, that. He's charismatic in his own asshole way. Yeah, and so, like, Sherlock, I, I was completely smitten with in the beginning, but the more I watched it and the more I thought about it and the more, more I role-played it with friends and stuff like that, yeah. John really just grew on me. And this would not be the show without John. The mm-hmm. saddest part of Reichenbach is not the fact that Sherlock died quote-unquote, because at that time when you're watching it the first time, you think he's dead. It's that fucking, like... Face! No, it's, yeah, at the graveyard. It's it's that military turn, and you can just tell that he has changed. He's right back to walking walking into that lab. Did he limp away? Like, there was a limp back at the end of that Mm -hmm. scene. I don't think so. But, I mean, that... it's, It's all him, because, like... It's also the reason why Sherlock changes in the first place is all John. It's to impress him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't have one without the other. I just imagine Sherlock as a peacock and like <laughs> <laughs> with his coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! John, popping your collar, John. <laughs> Sherlock is no longer an otter. He is now a peacock. Yes, yes, he's a peacock. John, you have to draw that now. Okay, I, I command you. I will I will make that a thing. One of my favorite moments with him was in Hounds. Hound of the Baskerville, when he pulled rank. Yeah. And without even like Sherlock didn't say anything. That, Nothing there was happened. No John plans. just Yeah. John just went in there and he was like, uh, sir, I think you mean I like what? that because it shows that John's actually conforming to Sherlock. Because up to that he was he's been kinda of tailing around. Yeah. Like, he took charge that one time. I really mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I really like that because it kind of showed that they were in a partnership. Like, they did need each other. And even though Sherlock didn't say anything, he was like, oh, you like that. <laughs> so, I mean, and it's good. And John has so many little moments. Like, I love I love him in The Blind Banker. I do. I do, too. Because when he's off trying to impress Sarah and he goes back to the kitchen and there's, like, nothing there. Oh. And Mrs. Hudson <laughs> comes up and he's, he's like, just you like, saved Oh my god, yes! <laughs> it's just that he's so... He, he's such a tender... He's such a tender heart at the end of it all. And it's... But it's so... He just... I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. The one thing I I actually like about Jude Law's John over Martin Freeman's John as I like that Jude Law is more of a badass. Because mm-hmm. we've seen John fire a gun once. And then pull it again. Is it twice now? Three, three, three times. But because didn't he pull it? It was. Um, I know. Uh, great sorry. game. Oh yeah. And he did it in a study in pink. That's when he actually fired it. Yeah. 
And didn't he... He had it in... Hounds, didn't he? I don't know if he... Oh yeah, because he, he shot the hound. Right. Yeah, he was the one that killed the hound. But, uh, or did he take Lestrange? I don't know. Doesn't matter. No, they both had guns. Because Brett's got guns. It's a gunslinger! I really want um, to see more of that badass soldier side. Yeah. I want to see him like get in a gunfight with Sebastian Moran, or just a fist fight. Like, like I just want to see him like. Beat like, the- you want to see him punch Sherlock in the face again? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I do want to see like a little bit more of that like badassness because like the few times we've seen it, it's been really awesome. Because you're not ex- really expecting it. Cause Martin Freeman's like an adorable ball of kittens. Yeah. It's like adorable. Ex- except for like in the Hounds episode, it was so up and down because that whole bit by the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I wonder why you don't have any friends. Me, mm-hmm. he left, and you realize then that that's how Sherlock is starting to change because he actually admits that he was wrong. Mm-hmm. And you're like. I love that scene when they're like walking away and he's like, John, you're brilliant! Come back, John! John! And it's all things that John had said to Sherlock mm-hmm. and that's like all he knew to say back. But I, that's that's the one thing I actually like slightly because I feel like Jude Law's John is... I don't, I don't want to say that the fighting makes him more of a soldier because Martin Freeman is definitely a soldier. Yeah. Like you can totally tell. I just... I want to see. I just want to see Marvin Freeman kick the shit out of somebody because <laughs> hey. he's such an adorable little ball of cuteness. Let's do it. Yeah, let's make it happen. Let's draw things. things. Ah. <laughs> okay. No. I hope you talk first because I could take three years. My thing about Lestrade is is since the BBC is my first real exposure to Sherlock. Greg is awesome in this version. He's really, he's actually smart, and he's good at his job, and he actually really is helpful to Sherlock, and he, like, and Sherlock relies on him just as much as he relies on Sherlock. It's a partnership. But what happens is, is in everything else, like in the books, the movies, everything, Lestrade sucks. Really? Yeah, because in the books, he's, like, described as a pathetic, like, rat-faced man, but John describes him that way, and that that he can't do his job, and he's a bumbling little adult, and he's like that in the Guy Ritchie films, he can't really do anything. So now I'm watching these other films going, why is Greg not awesome? Like, why is he not, like, amazing? (laughs) And taking ass uh, and taking name. I know, so, but Rupert Graves, man. I can't, I can't talk about that. This is an X-rated this, podcast. The British Silver Fox. Uh, Anderson Cooper is the American Silver Fox. Ripper okay. Graves is the British Silver Fox. I. <laughs> he's good at football. Has wife, kids. Um. <laughs> yeah, I have to remember. He has a wife. He has kids. He has a wife. Uh, he has kids. He's and married. he's an adorable dad. It's like. Oh my god! Sickening. I know. But um, no, the thing that I like about Lestrade is everything. <laughs> No, um, I like that he doesn't just, like, he'll admit when he needs the help. Oh, yeah. And he's not, I think that also comes from part of his backstory. Like, there's so much backstory that can happen. Like, you know that he has trouble with his wife. And you know that he has at least been, he got a divorce. Right? Mm -hmm. Or at least he was being slept around on. Because in Hounds, he stopped wearing his ring. See, I was was reading something about how Hounds might have happened before Scandal. You think? It was a really, it was a really good argument, but I don't remember, like, I don't remember why. 
but someone had a really good argument about possibly Hounds being before Scandal. See, and they know. just put them out of order. Now, it was something that I do like with dates and the time and all this stuff. Not that the who. Yeah, and that's that's my only other argument. I think it's a clear progression. Yeah. But there is a time of... I think it had to do with John's blog, actually. Like, uh, there's a period of time during all that Iron Adler stuff. Because that episode covered, like, what, six months? Something like that? Uh, more than that, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, a long time. And there's, I think on John's blog, they went into the Hounds case during the Iron Adler stuff. You know, I can I can see that, and I can agree to it a little bit, but at the same time, it's... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I have a lot of emotions about Lestrade as well, but he, he is that kind of character that you need to have. Like, I understand that you need to have him in order to get into the cases, and you need to have him in order to see the police force and, you know, New Scotland Yard. But he... You never hear about Sherlock's parents. He's sort of like a father figure by the end of it all. That's that's what I was going to say, too. I really love Sherlock and Greg's father-son relationship. Yeah, I mean, you know that Greg pulled him out from the heroin. Like, mm-hmm. you know he was an addict. You already know that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they have the drugs bust. They're not afraid to ruffle each other's feathers, mm-hmm. but they're always still there to help each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's a sort of respect for one another. Yeah, like when um, when Sherlock threw the American out the window, Greg didn't haul him in. Right, exactly. And I think it's just because that would have been the best course of action anyway if it was accidental. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Not to say that I don't think that maybe there's a lot of covering up that's happening. I mean, obviously you see it in Reichenbach that nobody but the team knows that Sherlock is helping Mm -hmm. on the cases. But there's something about the swag. Something about Lestrade's swag. That cheeky little smile. (laughs) No. My division. My or it's just jiggled again. <laughs> uh, no, I had uh, Rupert Graves. <laughs> I, you know, hey, he, he, he's on Rupert my Graves. list. He, he is my list too. Uh, yeah. I, just, I also just like him because he's just—he just seems like a good, wholesome character. Yeah, and like, you know, you know, he's probably seen some pretty bad stuff being a cop. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen the photo set of the explosion in Baskerville. Mm-hmm. And his face is just the same as John's. And everybody talks about, John doesn't look surprised because he's seen this before. But look back there at Lestrade again. Look back at Lestrade's face. He's seen the same sort of stuff. His battlefield is a different sort of battlefield, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing. And he was actually fighting in it. He wasn't just a doctor. Mm-hmm. Let's just clear that up. And not to say anything against John or against Sherlock, but it's not about I know. Uh-huh. I- I really want kind of a Greg-centric episode. Can we can we just have a side series about... Can, can yeah. we... Can I, we I, just... Like Lestrade for a day, like a webisode? Can we just have, like, weblogs? I don't care about the side characters. All of them. I, I want to, like, a webisode, and it opens with Rupert Graves standing in his boxers and a wife beater cooking eggs. <laughs> and then Mycroft comes out and goes, Hey, honey. Uh, no! Why did you have to ruin it? And then slides his hand in his penis pouch. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, like, the one ship in the entire show that I cannot get behind. Really? Because I, I, I don't get it. I just... The one time the 
are actually on screen together. Greg's all the way in the fucking background. I know! And so, like, okay, like, I mean, I understand... We're talking about Maestro, by yes, the way. Yes, sorry. Um, no, it's, like, the one thing, the one thing I cannot... Like, most ships, I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, you ship what you ship, and that's fine, and I'm fine with it. I don't have to like it, but I'm not gonna, like, down you for mm-hmm. it. But Maestrat is one of those ships that I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I mean, I get it. I understand where people are coming from, but I'm like, really, guys? Because there is that one time in uh, Hounds where he's like, your brother didn't send me. Yeah. I don't listen to your brother. Yeah. Only when he spanks me. Like, <laughs> like no, I mean, like, I get it. I yeah. get that. And the thing is, I guess I guess I'm going to be like the one. I'm going to be that one. <laughs> the one. I'm going to be that one person that's not like I I'm not like a super slashy shipper. Mm-hmm. I like in anything and I never have been and I don't know why. It's just like I can see it and I get it, but I don't like full on get behind it. It's kind of like how John Locke's a huge thing and sure I ship them in a platonic friendship. <sighs> I I have a lot of trouble with Shipping John Locke and anything but a friendship, but I I can see where people. Are I, yeah, exactly. Like, I totally get it. Cause, and, but it's one of those that I I like them as a friendship as well. Yeah, I it's you know, and I I don't know. It's one of those things where I think a lot of people throw logic out the window when I, they start shipping things. I I think people just went gay. Yeah, the people have slash goggles and it kills me because then if you ship anything else, you get abuse for it. Trust me, I know. I I can't <laughs> talk. I'm very upset with once upon a time and the whole Franken Wolf thing going on right now between Ru- No, Ruby Frank and, and Will. Yeah, like Fra- I Wait, isn't that it? Franken Wolf. Franken Wolf. And the latest episode Ruby and oh. Dr. Whale had a bonding moment. Whatever, it's a bonding moment, get over yourselves. And now everybody, but it doesn't help that David Anders and Megan O'Ree were like, yeah, we're behind Frankenwolf. What? <sighs> but I'm totally mad Whale when I watch that show, I'm just like, yeah. Victor and Jefferson are having sex. Okay. <laughs> They're jumping in a giant hole together. I can, no, I mean, it's funny because, like, I can watch shows and I'm like, okay, I, t- I totally get it. It clicks and I get it. My only issue with the Mycroft and the Lestrade is that... They're never on screen together. And the one time they are, they're not even, like, yeah, vaguely around each other. If, so it's, If they had a scene together, I'd probably be more behind it. Right. Or if, like, even you knew that they had more correlation. Like, sure, you know, there has to be because I'm sure Sherlock's getting in all sorts of trouble. Yeah. And Mycroft is just cleaning up his shit. Yeah. But on top of that, also, like, there is there is that one moment in Hounds where he mentions Mycroft. Maybe like, I fancied another... Yeah, you know, it's... <laughs> he fancies that Mycroft ass. Yeah, yeah. That my ass. My ass. <laughs> my ass cake. Yes, please fancy my ass, Rupert Graves. Uh, I would like you I that. wish. I'll buy you a donkey. You can stare at it. It's an ass. <laughs> no. But yes, Lestrade. I love him. Mycroft. Mycroft, my I, have, I, have, I have a friend that really loves Mycroft. So I'm constantly thinking about him because because she she always talks to me. She's like, you know, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Because I'm apparently the girl you go to for head cannons that make you sob in the middle of the night, and you're like, why? I think that Mycroft is one of the stronger characters in the show. Mm-hmm. You might not see him as often, 
But I think... He's someone that's pulling the strings behind so much stuff. Right! And he has all that weight on his shoulders anyway. Like, you can see that, yes, he's working for Queen and Country, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's trying to look after his brother. It's obviously a broken up family, and it's barely held together. Barely. I think. They both use each other for different things. But I think that also goes back to things in their childhood that maybe we haven't seen yet. I would kill for a flashback episode. Oh my god, I would kill for a kid's episode. Let's be completely honest. I would die. But, but, I mean, the the thing about Mycroft is people don't realize just how much trouble he could get in for the things that Sherlock is doing and he is then covering up or whatever he's Mm -hmm. doing. And I have a lot of respect for him for that. Mm. Because I wouldn't want to deal with that little shit of a brother. Let's be serious. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot to handle. This is the eye roll during Hound's. Like, my brother broke into a high security thing again. Yes, exactly. (sighs) But it makes you wonder why he's even in the club in the first place. Mm. Why is his office there? Mm. Why, you know, like, and I think part of it is that maybe he was absent for that point of Sherlock's life where he went down the darker darker path, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And so that, he's like almost repenting for that. Like he's making up for lost time, punishing himself because in a way Sherlock punished himself. It, mm-hmm. It's a very... I don't know. It's one of it's one of those relationships that I think is so deep and you can't you can't just take Mycroft because Mycroft has so much to do with Sherlock. Like they it, it's another balance. Like you see you might see John as like another sort of brother, but then you've got Mycroft who actually is his brother, but he's so distant and so removed from the situation. So I don't know. Kudos. Kudos to my prompt. He deserves a cake. And a parasol. Parasol cake. You said that, though, like, everything really well. You said pretty much everything I was going to say. I'm sorry! <laughs> no, 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 that was really well. Because the thing about Minecraft I have to think about is, I have a lot of trouble talking about him. Because I, I've only, re- I haven't seen him in the books. Because I okay. am reading them. So my only exposure is the Guy Ritchie and the BBC. Right. So there's a big difference between Stephen Fry and Mark Gatiss. Really? <laughs> Did you know? Did, did you know somebody told me I looked like Stephen Fry? I got an anonymous ask that says, "Don't take offense to this, but you look like Stephen Fry." <laughs> and I'm like, "You have maybe the same color hair." <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what Stephen Fry's hair looks like. <laughs> anyway, that was that was tangent. <laughs> but I mean, I didn't like really the guy Richie's. I didn't like seeing like my cropping. So like. Ex- extravagant. It just didn't feel like... Because he's supposed to be better at deduction than his brother. And better at everything. But in the average version, he's just like throwing his like shit around stuff. And that's why I really like Gatiss's Minecraft. Because I feel like he's better. He's just lazy. It's understated. Like, and you were talking about extravagance. But it's an understated extravagance. Because look at where he is when he gets the call Mm -hmm. about Jim. He's at that whole table by himself, like, super ornate room, Mm -hmm. and he just hangs his head in his hands. Mm -hmm. Oh, so many Mycroft feels. I, the the one, uh, I wish they would kind of, like, point out a little bit better that, um, he is better at Sherlock at deduction. Mm -hmm. 
And there's only really been one scene, and it's the one where John comes in from Great Game. Mm-hmm. He was doing Great Game, and he's like, "Oh, how is the uh, couch? Or how is the couch John? Lilo. No, yeah, it's a Lilo." And he's like, "Oh, it is a Lilo." I, I do want to focus. I wish they would focus a little bit more on Sherlock and Mycroft's relationship. I, I want that bad. I feel like Mycroft really is secretly a badass. Like, if he was put in that like situation, he could like whip out a sword out of his cane and like pop someone across the heart. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly we're revolutionary girl. I <laughs> 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 like if he like if John dropped his gun, he could literally pick it up and be just as good mm-hmm. as it. Like, I feel like he'd have that military side of him. Right. Uh, Irene. I... The woman. The woman. I liked Irene. I wish there was more of her. I kind of wish there was more of her. I kind of want them to bring her back. How do you feel about the whole thing? Like, because a lot of people, like, got angry about the whole, like, her being a prostitute versus being, like, a sex worker, being, like, she was an actress in the book, but in the books that meant that she was, like, selling herself, like... How do you feel about that whole argument? Because that's a really big split in the fandom. Really? I... People either really love Irene or they really hate Irene. I really hate the treatment that Irene got. Does that count? I didn't like, like the from writing. The, from the fandom? The writing okay. for her. Like, I think they could have written for her better. Like, I understand that she's supposed to be, like, Sherlock's match. Mm. Like, even in the, Guy, in the Guy Ritchie stuff, you had Rachel McAdams playing Irene, and she was always, like, one step ahead of Sherlock. Mm. And, like, you got some of that. I didn't like her, the Rachel McAdam ones, because I feel, I felt like she was one step ahead because of Moriarty, and this one I felt like she was much more on her own, on her own feet, but what happens is she got caught up in her own game. Yeah, like, her game got the best of her, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I liked, I liked that tie around by the end of it. You know, Laura Pulver, like, oh my god, she's Right, um, and it, it took me forever to realize where I'd seen her before, and she was in True Blood, she's like a fairy princess, or whatever. Oh, I never saw True Blood. Well, remind me, and I can show you that episode later, and you'll be like, oh, why is she a fairy godmother? What is going on here? <laughs> she's, she's supposed to be naked. But, no, I mean, like, I liked, I liked that she kind of slipped into Sherlock's brain. She, like, poisoned him. Mm-hmm. Almost, in a sense. I wish they would have done something else. Like, I don't think she was just a sex worker. I don't think she was just this. I think she did that because it was smart and she didn't do a thing she didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. She was better than that. But I think that was the way that she had to get the information she needed to live the life that she lived. Yeah, you just what you want, like, what God gave you. Right, and, I mean, she... But it's also, like, the way that, you know, to take people most off their game. Because we see that it take John off his game. But she, uh, I think she expected to do it for Sherlock, and it didn't happen. And that's when she realized she had to use her little brain. See, well, I think, I think it was the other way around. I think, because I think that John was like, Oh, could you, like, put on a towel? Here, have a napkin? <laughs> Something? And Sherlock was like, blah, blah. He like, <laughs> oh my god, I broke him. Yeah, right? He that like, is true, I forgot about that part. He didn't even know what was going on. He was just so caught off guard that See, somebody was, would do that. Even though it was the first time he saw a naked lady? No. Oh my god, all this Sherlock is a virgin crap? It kills me. I think he... 
<laughs> you could no, I mean, and you could think he is. That's fine. I I don't think he is. I think that he Actually, would no. have. I like to take the Johnny Lee Miller hat on it on Sherlock. Yeah, with sex. I think he has done it. He realizes his body physically needs it, right? And so he has done it, but he only does it like he knows it's when getting in the way, yeah, and then it goes away. So I, I do take that back. But I do I do think that's a cute little thing. That like I mean, I think it's adorable, but it. At the same time, I'm just like, really, can we be logical about this for a second? Because I'm pretty sure he's seen a penis before, guys. Pretty sure he's seen a pair of tits. He's been in the morgue. That's Let's true. <laughs> like, That's real. <laughs> like, I mean, if you oh, that's so if you want to go that route with it, oh, okay. we can go. He's seen some. He's seen some stuff before. Actually, I, you know. I, I killed her. I broke hope. <laughs> Suddenly, so there's gross. necrophilia. But no, I don't really think that he went. Oh, that's I don't think he went guess. that far. But I think that he. I hope he doesn't. No, but I have the mindset that he would have researched it himself. Like he would have gone as far as all that, and I think in his teenage years he had awkward hormones and didn't know what to do with them. I, I do think he probably did some stuff as a teenager. Head cannon. He slept with a professor, but the professor only slept with him because they wanted his research. I, I like the head cannon that of him being a virgin. Yeah, but I also like the other way around too. Right. I you know I just. <laughs> I just have an issue with people being like, no, he's a virgin, blah. And John's like, the only one that can take his butt cherry. I'm like, you guys know that he was on heroin for a while. I doubt anybody paid for that, so let's be logical. My crusher is all didn't. Nope. Though, I, I wonder how, like, rich Sherlock really is. Right, you kind of want to know about the family. I do, because, like, John's always struggling so much, and I have a feeling that Sherlock could easily pay all their bills. <laughs> he just doesn't yeah. care. I just see Mycroft doing his taxes. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, no, I mean, that's the whole thing. We were talking about Irene, weren't we? Yeah. Well, that's okay, we can move on to Molly, because I know you can talk longer about Molly. <laughs> do you want to do a whole other podcast on Molly? Not like come back to Molly. I, I do want to talk about Molly, no. but we could do. We should do a complete one of just head cannons. Oh, oh my god! No, I I have a lot of emotions about Molly because I think Molly. And is we the, did talk about her a little bit earlier. Yeah, like I mean, we we know that Molly is the one character that is solely for the BBC Sherlock. She is not in the books at all. Mm-hmm. She's not in the Guy Ritchie film. She's not in Elementary. She's not anywhere else. She is BBC Sherlock. All the way. Mm-hmm. Which I really like because I think what happened with her is that she became the girl that a lot of girls could compare to. They could relate to her. I even think a lot of guys could relate yeah, to her. Yeah, because I'm, like a lot, when it comes, she is pretty much the only real normal character. Yeah, she has a creepy job, but other than that, she's pretty much normal. She dates, she watches Glee, according yeah, to her blog. Right? She likes kids. She has a cat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, she's she's pretty much the only real normal person yeah. in the show. And I think that's, it was really smart to put her in there. Yeah, and the one the one thing that kills me is that the fandom hates her. They I, either they, hate her or, or love her. Or they love her. And the reasons that they hate her is because she's there mooning over Sherlock. And, and the entire time, she's not mooning over Sherlock. I know, they want their gay sex. It it bothers me 
to no end. Because you know in Reichenbach just how much she means. Mm -hmm. Because, like, she's probably the only one that can... What? Oh, I just... I love that scene when she tells Sherlock that she doesn't matter. And his face! Oh, And he, like, crumples, pumpy eyes. I know, like, because he doesn't understand in that one moment, like... Wait, what do you mean? And yeah, like, you do and count. then he realizes that he hurt her. Yeah, uh, the thing the thing about Molly is that she is so understated, and there is so much about her that you have to realize she's young, relatively. Mm-hmm. I would put her in her late twenties, early thirties, mm-hmm. in comparison to. And she broke up with Jim Moriarty. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. Like first thing, whatever. But look at where she is. She's she broke working up with Moriarty. <laughs> she's working in a morgue on her own. Uh, how old? Like, how much schooling do you have to have for that? You I have, have to no go through. Idea. Like, you have to go through <laughs> medical school and everything mm-hmm. in order to get that. And it's it, it's one of those things where she's so sweet and she's so kind, but she's not entirely a pushover. And you see that in Scandal. Mm-hmm. She calls him out on his shit. She calls her like out, like point blank. You're so awful. You're so mean sometimes. Mm-hmm. For all of her trying, it gets her nowhere. And I think, I, I think like with that relationship and her whole crush on Charlotte, like I understand that was meant to be maybe like a detour in the writing to get people to not be like Sherlock and John are together all the time, always blah. Okay. Yeah, I think that that instance in that episode was where it stopped, where mm-hmm. she stopped starry-eyed up at him. All of the time. And I know you you don't see her in Hounds. No. Next time Hounds. you do see her You see her in Reichenbach. And you can tell that their relationship has changed because they're just... They're working together. And they have the same sort of relationship. When was she... It was great game. It was great game. But when did she say that she broke up with Jim? Was Reichenbach. It, was it Reichenbach? Yeah. It was Reichenbach. I ended it. Mm-hmm. Turn around. We're having crisps. Know my Molly moments. <laughs> <laughs> no. Turn around, we're having Christmas. But, yeah. You're having dinner with me. <laughs> Can I just say I love reading Molly's blog entries. I, I love that they have the blogs. I wish they would update them more. Well, the thing is, is I like I can understand them not updating John's. So John's supposed to be all sad and stuff like that. But I wish Molly's have been updating and stuff. But the 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 danger with that one is. Is that she, you know, he needed her for Reichenbach, so you know that she probably knows what's going on. So they probably can't want too much, but I just love the fact that she and Jim Moriarty watched Glee. They were together. It's canon. It it's is canon. That we're talking about Reichenbach theories later, aren't we? Yes. Okay. I put, I put theories. Because I, I have a lie, but I doubt any of them are right. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Because I just won't talk about Molly anymore. Because right. I'm going to talk about her more later. <laughs> so, Anderson and Donovan. Um, I really like them. I and really, they get so much shit because they're just doing their job. I, I do. I actually have... I, I, I put it in a Sherlock confession that I actually think that Anderson, the reason why he's so mean to Sherlock, is that before Sherlock came, he was probably the best at his job. Right. He was the only person who was really good at it. He pro- he went to school for it, you know? He worked mm-hmm. really, really hard. And there's this guy that just comes in and he happens to be better. Right. And just takes out all the way. me off, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, what bothers me, like, it doesn't bother me, but you realize that Sherlock is really a dick to them. 
And for no... I didn't know what happened first. Who was the dick first? Right. I, I think Sherlock was probably the dick probably first. Probably so. Because I think that Don- Donovan gets a lot of flack because she just calls him out as being a freak or whatever. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me wonder what happened beforehand. I, I wonder if, the, if she had a Molly thing going and she actually liked I Sherlock. wonder that too because I kind of like that idea. I kind of like the idea of her and um, Molly being like not like buddy buddy, but I like the idea of them being friends, like they mm-hmm. talk. Which, you know, when you think about it, probably everybody in the force knows Molly because she's doing the autopsies. Mm-hmm. But Don- Donovan and Anderson get so much crap, and really, all they're doing is their jobs. I agree. I, the only problem, the only problem I have with them in Reichenbach is that Sally just digs it one too far. Like, yeah. like you don't think it's weird, and it's they they like represent the people that don't believe mm-hmm. that Sherlock is actually capable of these things. That he has a brilliant mind, mm-hmm. and all of this other stuff. They just represent the reasonable doubt, which I think is nice because then you have Lestrade who is like throwing blind faith most mm-hmm. of the time. But for good reason. Well, even then, like, they are still just doing their job. Yeah. Like, because there's a difference between Lestrade's blind faith and just believing Sherlock, and them just going, but we have to look at these logically. Because from, it really was from the point, if, it does, really does look fishy. Mm -hmm. On Sherlock's point of view. It does. If you don't have faith in, you know, if he wasn't the protagonist. Like, And we're supposed to believe And you have to think about, if that had been the first case that you had seen... What would you think? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, so I agree. I, I actually like... I like to hate them. I feel like every show has a character you have to hate. Yeah. Like, a character... Like, for me, in Once Upon a Time, it's Korra. I just love hating Korra. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to love to hate Korra. And that's Absolutely. how it is for for them. So. And then, finally, Mrs. Hudson. I love Mrs. Hudson because she's like that absent mother figure that Sherlock but she's doesn't have. See, okay, no, did I don't know if you saw it, but recently there was like a headcanon that I threw out there that somebody posted an older picture of Anna Stubbs, like from the 60s, mm-hmm. and she looks so much like a Bond girl spy. Mm-hmm. I want Mrs. Hudson to be a spy, and she is the landlady that Mycroft put there to keep an eye on Sherlock. That's, I, I would believe it. I mean, I... I can't we just, because like, think about her in like the MI6, like, let's just... And just it's just that Mycroft has so many fingers in Sherlock's eyes, which sounds a little weird. But like, <laughs> I mean, but it's it's true. Like he has so much like going on around Sherlock. He has just as big as a web as Moriarty. He is the literal Big Brother is watching you. Like, does yeah. anybody realize this? He literally is cameras and all. Oh. So I would not be surprised if he did stick. Mrs. Hudson then, because she knew to take the phone. Yeah. And in the books, Mrs. Hudson was, like, a little absent-minded little bubbly thing. Like, never yeah. did anything cool. She she got roughed up a little bit, and she was fine. She's just like, I'm fine. I hit the phone in my bra. <laughs> like, come <laughs> on! And I, I think it's just the relationship between Una Stubbs and um, Benedict Cumberbatch, because she has known him his entire life. Yeah. I really like their chemistry together. They're just a big, sweet, adorable little baby. It really is. And, I mean, what's wrong with Mrs. Hudson? The only problem I have with Mrs. Hudson is when people start writing fanfics about her, and <laughs> there is one of Mrs. Hudson and Molly, and I'm trying to say... <laughs> Oh my god. 
I just like felt all the cupcakes we like, ate earlier. I felt them like in my belly. Ew. I will just tell you yeah. that one of the first lines is like, Granny said not to do that. <laughs> oh god! Oh, cringing. That's oh, okay. let's talk about the fandom. Almost there's any other characters. I mean, there's minor characters, but like like Sarah and. Um, oh, what's, what's what? It? What about what about Jim? Oh, I totally forgot about Lori. Lori, <laughs> see, because this is my my list for later too. Yeah. Um, right, let's talk about Moriarty. Jim, he's got so many faces because there's Jim Moriarty to Sherlock. There's Jim Moriarty to Mycroft. There's Jim from IT to Molly. Jim from IT to Sherlock and John. It was all a big and Richard Brooke, which I I can't decide if Moriarty is actually gone. Same. More spoilers because what if this was all just like there's this whole theory going around about twin brothers, but with I, him and Richard and I don't like that so much, but I like the idea of there being an actor mm-hmm. playing. My feelings about Richard Brooke is if that is the theory. That we're rolling with. I actually really like that one, too. I like it to where he was a down-on-his-luck actor. And this is a role that he'll always be remembered for. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. So even if he did, you know, for real kill himself and it was his last great role, like maybe he was, he maybe Moriarty found an actor. He's the swan queen! Yeah, like <laughs> suffering from depression and anxiety and was suicidal anyway. Yeah. And, um... Push him right over the edge. Yeah, Almost like literally. I feel like that really wouldn't, like it really wasn't the real Moriarty. Yeah. But I I am on the side that it was the room already, which I hate because I love Andrew Scott. Yes, I know. And, I, like, I mean, I get that, too, because that's where I am with it all. But the thing is that Moriarty was more than just a person. Moriarty was, like, an idea. Mm-hmm. It was a concept. And how do you kill an idea? Mm-hmm. You can't. Once it's planted in your head, doubt, blah, 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 that whole speech. That's but, why. That, that's why I do think if there is a chance Moriarty coming back, it would be because of that right there. And you really get to see the different facets of him. Like I love his Jim for my tea because mm-hmm. he's just putting on a show for Molly, but then it turns into, you know, Sherlock's going to be a dick to Molly and not be nice. So he really infiltrates their like personal lives without even realizing. And you look back on that. And his web had gone that personal to Sherlock. His one in at the morgue. Mm-hmm. One in at the labs. The one that can tolerate him the most. I, I do wonder how often if Jeb and Molly ever slept together. I can't imagine it would have been that good. I I don't think so, only because she... I, I think she was, in a way, using Jeb from IT to get over Sherlock. So I don't yeah. think she would have slept with him yet. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I mean that's like a whole different can of worms at yeah. the same time. But um, see, that's what I would love to see—like little episodes of like what happened with them. Yeah, I and mean, what? why not? Also, I mean, let's not <laughs> let's not forget there's like the whole ploy that Molly is working for Jim. I I totally love that. I, I love a dark Molly. I love a dark Molly if it's done right. Mm-hmm. But um, like there's uh. Who was it? Sash Cash that did the Jim and Sebastian and Molly were all children together and they grew up. Have you seen any of that? No. Oh my gosh. Well, there's like a whole art series that she did of like Molly being the poison and 
all of this, and they're, like, looking at a dead bird mm-hmm. and whatever, and, like, she's poking at it with a stick, pretty much. Like, she fits right into their little, like, twisted mind games. And you have to think about it. I can totally see this happening. Me too. Like, it's it's so weird, because she she's one of those characters that she can be so flexible and... Because I could see that, like, you know, her working for Jim, but actually really, truly, like, develop feelings for Sherlock and having that, like, conflictingness and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's and, why, that's my headcanon for Mary, too, you realize, because mm-hmm. she would fall for John and then have conflicting working back at Jim. Mm-hmm. So you can see why it's so double-sided, yeah. and that's part of the complexity of all of it at the same time. But, I mean, that just goes back to the writing. That yeah. just They've given us such, like, even just simple things, like... River Graves checking out Molly in the background. Oh, um, job. Yeah, Scandal. that right there opens up an entire new ship. It, it's Don't even talk to me! It's just a ship of ages. But anyway, the fandom is what you want to talk about next. Yeah. Any other characters? Uh, I mean, there's minor characters like Henry and Sarah, but we don't. I don't really feel like jumping Henry into them. Henry and Sarah and... I mean, you could talk about headcanons for Sebastian that are coming up, but he's not, like, a real character. I have a, what do you want from season three? Awesome! I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk okay. about Sebastian. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty I have, sure we're going to... I have a very unique headcanon I want to know about this, yay! <laughs> on my list, on my Tumblr. Conversation. Uh, so. The fandom. What's your favorite and least favorite things about the fandom? I love that we have teas. Well, I mean, I love I love that we have tea. <laughs> and uh, the one thing I really love about the fandom is that it... It's a smart fandom. Well, sometimes. Well, yeah. I, but I feel like it's one of the smarter fandoms I've been in recently, except for maybe the Hitalia fandom. Right. Because Hitalia is just based on history. History, yeah. And so, like, you actually, like, pe- I, I've been to cons and hear people say... That's a good cosplay, but it would be a great cosplay if it has the medal of, like, Wilhelm yeah. of 18 whatever. The of Liechtenstein? Yeah, and it's like, and I just look at people and I'm like, how do you do what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm up for anything that makes young girls not watch Snooki have a baby. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my lawn. No. <laughs> no. I had the largest part of the issue that I have with the fandom is how immature the majority seem to be. Like I understand. I, I don't understand. know if I just hang out with the cool kids. Because, See, that's like, that's what I feel I like I the have. majority is is really smart and very not immature. While or are, are, are very mature, while the minority is immature and ruining it for everybody. See, because I have the issues with. Uh, the people sending stuff to the writers and the actors and the actresses I had that aren't even theirs. Like, it's artwork and writing and things like that that aren't even theirs. Mm-hmm. And yet it gets sent out to other people and other, like, the artists and the creators and whatever get embarrassed over it. It's not people's places. Man, I'm going to be like, oh, my hammer. Thor, bah. Odin will smite you. Bah. No, but also. Father. <laughs> no, because they cannot see you flip your. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I feel like I'm just talking to you. Whatever. Well, that's good. But, um, that makes it actually the best podcast. Oh, that's what I think too. Because I'll just talk over you the whole time. Whatever. That's okay. It happens to me all the time. Should have. No. Um. You should hear me and Chad go at it. Actually. <laughs> Our first Doctor Who podcast, me and Chad, my arch nemesis, yeah. 
We were on opposite ends almost the entire time, and we fought the majority of the podcast, and, like, the other people in the podcast pretty much just let us fight. Oh, that's But this funny. last one, we agreed on everything, and Chad was just like... I'm just going to start dis- uh, disagreeing with you. I'm like, okay, well, I think that Amy was a little bit... like. I said something. I was like, I said something about Amy. He goes, I disagree with that, but I secretly agree. Yeah, that's <laughs> The whole stalking down the actors and, like, harassing them, I don't like that. You would think that people need to just have some personal space. I mean, I'm all for, like, I... I, I, I like to think in my head that if I ever met Benedict Cumberbatch, I would have the courage to walk up and go talk to him. Yeah. And I I, I would, you know, I would think it'd be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for one. And I would probably, you know, casually ask him to drinks. Yeah. But if he said no, I'd be like, okay, well, thank you for your time. I think you're awesome and walk away. But, like, I... We were Not talking, please let me put my hand in your pants, Mr. Like, Cumberbatch. Did someone do that? Like, try to put their hand in their no, pants? No, no. There, there are people oh. out there that say stuff like that. Somebody wrote a fanfic. Come on. A date with... The, but it didn't come around. Was Did it you the creep, read that? Was it the, wait, was it the creeper one where it ended with him murdering her? Yes! <laughs> I was like, insane. I was like, who does this? No, but... That, I mean, nobody should be spurned to write something like that unless the fandom is the one driving it. I mean, I'm very torn on this subject... Only because, like, when I was younger, and, like, didn't really think about it, I used to read all the fanfiction about the Lord of the Rings actors. Oh, yeah! Didn't think a thing of it. But I was also, like, you know, 14, 15 Whatever. at the time. Yeah, that's the age. But now that I'm older, like, and I'm looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, that is creepy. Yeah. You know, being... as much as I would love to see Tom Hiddleston and Benedict Cumberbatch make out, yeah. they they wouldn't do that. They're not going to date. They both don't fancy that way. Yeah. And it's, I, I, but we were talking about it at Dragon Con during this Sherlock panel about, like, people bringing their porn artwork of Martin and Benedict having sex and, like, trying to give it to them. That's just no. There's, like, lines, and people don't understand that these people are not, like, their personal playthings. Now, but where's the line, though? Like, it's one thing drawing, like, you know, Martin Benedict. It's another thing drawing Sherlock and John. See, I Where's think, that line? I think the Sherlock and John is fine because it's character depiction. But it's still their faces. But it's not exactly their faces all the time. Mm-hmm. Because it's an artist's perspective on their faces. It's like, yeah, sure, Benedict and Martin, you know, they had the face, they got the hair, they're wearing the jumpers, whatever. <laughs> you know, it. sure, I get that. But at the same time, it is not Benedict and Martin. Mm-hmm. You can tell a difference. You were talking about it earlier yeah. when Ben is on set. He just switches it on, and he is Sherlock. Then I never drew fan art before I met Sherlock. Before I before I got into Sherlock, which I was always just like, no, I don't want to steal other people's characters. But then I realized that when I started drawing these characters, you make your own spin on things as well. Like Benedict has freckles, Sherlock has freckles too. I made it that way. Because I wanted to. Because if you look at it, so does Mycroft. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, and everybody draws Sherlock with black hair. And you look at it and you're like, you know, it's hard to do just black hair unless you're doing just black and white. Mm-hmm. By the way, in case you guys were wondering. So I always make Sherlock a dark auburn because of Mycroft's hair being red. Like, mm-hmm. he's a ginger. You know that. Yeah. It's like, it's on top of his head. And on 
whatever. So, so it's like, it, it's one of those things, it goes through the lineage. And it's, there are like little things that change between artwork and people. Does that make any sense? <laughs> it makes sense. Like I know, they, I know. <laughs> I'm just enjoying watching you talk about this. Like, you're so vehement about it. <laughs> well, it, it's one of those things, I, I've talked about it with friends before, because they're like, what? what's the line? I was, I'm like, you know what? No, but there really is a line. There's like... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I, I got caught thinking about Josh Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> make a comparison between uh, Fandral and Prince Charming. No, I totally get it. To Josh Dallas, um, and like the comparison of the three of them. And um, but then I realized that it wasn't the point I wanted to make, so that's why that's what happened <laughs> just now. I realized it wasn't making my point. But yes, and I think people like, people just need to be more aware of the actors because Amanda Addington has said that when her and Martin are bored, they do go on, on to Tumblr, Tumblr yes. on Tumblr, and Google and like like look up their names just to see what's going on. Yeah, like and okay. so you have to be willing and knowing, like like well aware. Like if you draw porn and put it on the internet, someone's, someone's gonna, gonna, see, gonna it. see it. No, and I mean like the hedgehog pictures are cute. I, I do think they get a kick out of those, but at the same time, we don't need fifty bazillion million of them. See, Once was funny. I'm I'm all for that. <laughs> I mean, you are, but I'm just like, yeah. I I I will admit that like um, that's one of my favorite part of the fandom is the hedgehogs and the like, and the have, otters. They have fun with it, and it was fun the first twenty times I saw it done. But it I was, still get a kick out of it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I haven't seen so many anymore, so I think that's why. I think I was just oversaturated at yeah. once. Because it kind of started coming back a little bit with Bilbo. Can I just... Uh, this is totally out of left field. Completely different tangent. I thought Martin Freeman was excellent in The Hobbit. Oh my god. So, because, like, I was, like, coming into it being like, oh, it's going to be John. It was not John. It was completely no. different. So It was so good. Should I, go I need to go back and see it again. I'm, I, I saw might this. cosplay one of the dwarves for Dragon Comments. I want to do Fandral of the Warriors 3. I don't have a Hogan and a Volstag. Okay. You want to do my Volstag? You get a really big beard and red hair. <laughs> they told me that I needed to be, um... Well, go, Michelle. She can be our token agent. <laughs> <laughs> no, they told me I should be Feely because I have Feely hair already. You do have Feely hair. hair. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll be a hipster Feely. I really want to do Frank and Whale, but that fucking coat, and I cannot find it anywhere. That's below $100. Girl. But anyway, but I, <laughs> I, I do, I... Like, there are levels of the fandom, I think, and it... I'm glad that we're in, like, I don't want to, like, talk up our group, but I, I feel like our... We, we have, like, a little group of Sherlockians, just to explain to everybody that's listening, that, like, we have an Atlanta group. Like, there's yeah. a group of us, and I feel like no one in that group is that way, but the moment you get online there, it feels like it kind of goes down a little bit, I just don't want to... I'm not saying that our group is better than everybody no, else. No, no, I think it's a maturity level with all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all in the same age we're range. We're all, like, 21 to, like, 30 Yes, so. like, we're all in the same age range, and we all typically see things the same way, mm-hmm. I think. Like, I mean, and, 
it's a level of respect that we have for each other that makes it all work. Mm-hmm. And when you go on the internet, people just don't respect you just because. Yeah, it's the internet. <laughs> but it's so, it's so hard. It's so hard at the same time. I think that we, we all just need to stop with the drama. Yes, maybe your best friend saw Benedict in the back of a shop somewhere, whatever. But that doesn't mean you need to go up to him and be like, Sherlock and John! 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 With a W. What's your favorite part of the fandom? My favorite part of the fandom is the people that I've gotten to meet, honestly and truly. Because I went through a bit of a rough patch with a lot of people in... Honestly, I can say that the Sherlock fandom made me feel like I belonged somewhere. I was kind of roaming before. I was John, and I found my Sherlock in the Sherlock <laughs> fandom. But, no, and Tumblr. Tumblr was my Stanford. And I'm asking more from, like, uh, what is your, like, favorite, like, maybe, I guess, meme in the fandom? Um, or, or, like, crossovers, or, like, like teas, or... I love the teas. I mean... Cara, Cara, <laughs> we love you. Cara's the best. I um, talk about you like every show. I know, and really, I couldn't blame her for introducing me to like all these people. Mm-hmm. Like, how would have I, I, I have found I, hope? I, right? I know. I, I, she brought us all together, and now she's leaving <laughs> us for London. <laughs> My job here is done. But you, yeah, away to be British. But lucky. no, uh, girl, I know, right? <laughs> lucky. No, what? Oh, the crossovers. Those, I can't. I'm gonna talk to those are my favorite. Those are my absolute favorite. I'm all Super Who Lock, Super Who Avengers Lock, Super Lock, Cabin Lock, Cabin Lock. Cabin Lock is like my thing right now. Bond Lock Uh is really good too. I, uh, only just because I haven't seen James Bond, I haven't jumped into that one yet. Yeah, once you see it, you're gonna be like, oh. You gotta see Skyfall. I know. I I meant I wanted to see Skyfall. I just didn't get a chance to get around Let to the it. Skyfall as it crumbles. I'm not a dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I like, but like my favorite one. And this is gonna be great because I'm gonna hopefully record a cabin pressure episode soon. Yay! Is cabin lock. Cabin lock. That's my favorite. It, it has my favorite Sherlock fan fiction. My I just love the whole idea. And my favorite idea cabin lock. Cabin lock is Martin Kreef. Is their half brother? Yes, I and can get behind that on their dad's side. Okay, and um, that way—that's why he, uh, or actually no, on his, their dad had an affair with his mom. Okay, and um, that's why he's their half brother. And one of, uh, fuck, I had to look this up. My favorite one is a is a fan fiction called Thicker Than Water. Yep, I've read that one by Pretty Bird Nine Seven Nine. It is so good because it's Sherlock and Martin's life from the time they were children up to everything, like recently and everything. The sequel is not as good, but it's still okay. Um, but it's I just love that kind of idea, and I also just love Super Who Lock. <laughs> <laughs> Super Who Lock, so you guys know, is Supernatural, Doctor Who, and, and Sherlock. Um, and then you have Super Who Avengers Lock, <laughs> and then oh and then it just keeps growing. But I just. I just love that whole, like, Nick Fury is calling Dean and uh, Sam and then Sherlock, and they all have to fight Loki and the Chitauri, and so good. (laughs) It really is good, and, I mean, I like that it opens up a lot of doors. Like, some people hate crossovers, Mm. but I think it opens a lot of doors for a lot of creativity, and... 
I also like like Hogwarts lock. Like yes. like like oh putting them God. all in Hogwarts. Potterlock is like the Potterlock, best that's, thing. I, I really, really do I I think it's just something fun. Which you house know? would you put Sherlock in? I think Ravenclaw. I know a lot of people stick them really? in. Uh, I, I think Slytherin. A lot of people put them in Slytherin, but I do. I think Mycroft's a Slytherin. I think. Uh, uh, See, I think that's the other way around. That's really funny. I think Irene's a Slytherin for sure. Oh yeah, by far. But I actually think that I don't think uh, Sherlock's quite as cunning as Mycroft. Right. And I think it's the uh, like the differences is Mycroft knows knows how to use his ability to get power. Right. Or, which is a very Slytherin thing. Yeah. While Sherlock does not want to use his ability to get power, so he's just deduction. Right. 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 And then John's clearly in Gryffindor. Really? Gryffindor. To me, and I think he's there with Lestrade. I, well, I think I, I think for sure that Lestrade is a Gryffindor, but mm. I think I kind of like John really? Because he's loyal and all that. That's like, true. Yeah, and, but all I the mean, Hufflepuffs like, are bitches. If you actually read the books, they're all little snots. <laughs> they really are. Except for Cedric Diggory and Diggory. Tonks. And Cedric Diggory gets his ass shanked, and I fucking hate Tonks. Why? Oh, it's a really long explanation oh. of why I hate Tonks, but she is one of my least favorite characters, and I'm glad that bitch died. Yeah. <laughs> I just I hate, hate that she took remits with her. I she grew on me after a while. Now I actually liked her to begin with, and this hate grew, and she went downhill for me. That's okay. Have you seen recently? There was a photo set that was going around Tumblr that was literally the Harry Potter characters as Sherlock characters. No. I'm pretty sure I reblogged it. But um, it was like Harry was Sherlock, Ron was John, um, Hermione was Irene. <laughs> Why Irene? I don't know. Why not Molly? Unless they were trying Luna to be Luna is Molly. Okay, I see I, that, I I totally see that one. I see that one. I'm pretty sure I Neville was Lestrade. I, I think that Hermione would make a better Donovan. Because she's more of the rule follower and the one that who just wants to do her I job. I think it was more of the match of wits. It was like, oh, this is a cute idea. And Moriarty was obviously Draco. Yeah. But I was like, oh, Mrs. Hudson was McGonagall. No! Thank you, Smith. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. She has to live forever. Her and Stanley, we need to preserve, like, stick them in, like, yes. like freezingness now and, like, preserve them. This is suddenly Futurama. And Betty White. Yes. <laughs> and Betty White, too. Yes, good. Let's just, g- gather all the old people we love. We're gonna wake up tomorrow morning and, and Betty White's gonna be dead. And you're <laughs> gonna be like, oh, no! <laughs> don't even joke! That's not even funny! Like, that's not funny at all! I was laughing! Until you said that! My, my nanny kid... Yeah. Came up to me and she's ten. This little like okay, I love her. I was about to call her a little bitch, but I actually love her. <laughs> she she came up to me one day and she was like, "Hope, oh, did you hear that Betty White died?" I ran to the television and oh. turned it on and was about to like freak out. She goes, "I'm just kidding." And I just turned around and looked at her and I was like, "Liddy, don't you ever joke about Betty White dying That's ever again." Funny. So we're talking about the fandom and stuff like that. And I know a big part of the fandom right now, and it has been for a fucking year now, is Reichenbach theories. What's your Reichenbach theory? <laughs> oh, um, my Reichenbach theory is Molly is totally in on it. Oh, well, everybody knows that, because he came to her. Well, I mean... I, th- I think that's the one that everybody actually knows. Hopefully. Hopefully so. 
But um, I think that he's hiding out in her flat. I think she's hiding him. Mm-hmm. Because we never see her flat. We know that she and John might not be particularly close. Mm-hmm. And every time we've seen her, that it's been at their flat. Or at Bart's. Mm-hmm. So, I think that she is hiding him, and he had the homeless network. <gasps> That's not so, so, how did he survive the fall, though, do you think? How did her, Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I actually think it was planned. I think that the truck was there for a reason, and the body that was down on the ground got switched. Yeah, you do see the truck drive away. Yeah. I, I think that it was switched to look... Can like, I just say I applaud our fandom from, like, calculating the physics of him falling uh-huh. into the truck? Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, fandom. That's a smart fandom. But go on. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, but I, I honestly think that... But, um... Anyway. So, yeah, I think that he travels to sort out. He tries to keep low profile, no contact. But I think that for him to do anything at all... He has to maintain some sort of contact. And I think that he will ask Molly, or if he hires a Mary, a Mary, I'm pretty sure Mycroft is keeping eyes on John. I was about to say, like, do you think Mycroft eventually figures out his brother's dad? Like, maybe initially he thought, you know, he's dead, I killed my brother, but do you think he officially, like, shows up on his radar? Because he is watching everything, literally. Like, you'd think he would, but I think Sherlock would be able to evade him. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I think that he would know the usual tricks and stops that Mycroft would have. So he but doesn't... keep in mind that Mycroft was better at it than Sherlock, so I think he has tricks up his sleeve that, Mike, uh, that Sherlock doesn't even know about. I don't know. I think, like, I mean, and honestly, the more I think about it, the more I go back and forth. I, f- I flip-flop a lot on what I think about. Because every so often somebody will say something new or they will realize something different about... An episode somewhere. And it amazes me that people, like, look at things like that. But, um, no, I just... I'm I'm so stuck on on it, too. It baffles my mind, and, I mean, I doubt we ever get to figure out exactly how, unless, you know, John's like, tell me. Yeah, I mean, it all... I think it's gonna be something, and I'm on the fence about both of these, I think it's gonna be something really complex... Which I would initially find smart, and then the more I think about it, find it stupid, because they're trying to overthink it. Or I think it's going to be something so simple that we missed, that I'm just going to feel like an idiot for not seeing it. Right. And we would be John in that situation. Mm-hmm. See? So. But, I'm just, there's so many different things. I've heard people as far as, like, they cloned a body of Sherlock yes. of, of Baskerville and, like, threw him off, because, like, why would they bring that stuff up? Yeah. But I don't. I, I do not support that. But a lot of people think it was Sherlock on the bike, or a lot of some people think so it was Irene cashing in a favor, and like she had like a Sherlock face on. You know how did they switch that out? We never saw that time where they right. could switch them out. So I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, show me a cupcake. Ah, okay. oh, <laughs> nom nom nom. No, and I mean I'm a firm believer that. Moriarty, is, like I said before, is a bigger web. He's more than just a man. He is an idea. So there's no doubt in my mind that Sherlock would be out hunting all of these 
outlets that Moriarty had. I mean, that's what he did in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, why would he quit there? Mm-hmm. I I don't know what my personal Reichenbach theory is. There's so many I like. Mm-hmm. I, I think the main one I do support is he probably did fall in the trap. But, being Stephen Moffat, he was a big, fat troll. No, he's not fat. He's a big, cutie, cutie. Um, but... <laughs> He's a big old troll. I think he wants us to think those things. I think they purposely plan stuff to make us want to think certain things mm-hmm. just to turn around and bazinga us later. Right. So I wouldn't Secret. be surprised if, like, if it was a clone that they shoved off a building. I'd just be like, okay. It's a TARDIS. Yeah. I mean, TARDIS like, saved them. Fell in the swimming pool. I mean, so I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but I mean, I guess that's just why we would need season three faster. Mm-hmm. Because it's we're getting sad. We're looking at mirrors and how it was in, it was on the floor episode one and it was on the wall episode two, and people were like, "Ooh, I put up their mirror!" Hey. No. So, what do you want from season three? I need to actually pull up my list. Oh, you have a list? I have a list. Well, I, I wrote this blog all the way back in August of last year of what I wanted from season three. Okay. Well, read yours and then I will input. Okay. Yes? Yes. Unless you wanted to see how similar my list is to yours. Alright, so, number one. Things that Hope wants from Sherlock season three. Let me get the cupcake out of my mouth. Oh, yeah, that's how you like it. Yeah, I have Allison's cupcakes in my mouth. Mmm, baby, baby. I need a little bit more water. <laughs> and an yeah, adult. <laughs> you probably call that water. It's really vodka. Little water. <laughs> I'm here all night. <laughs> Actually, I'm here in your house all night. So, number one. I really want John Fields. I hope that they don't open it up and in the first, like, five minute Sherlock's back. I really want them to send some time with John. Like, I want the limp to be back. I want him to be that shell of a man he was at the beginning of episode one. Someone said something that blew my mind Hmm. the other day about how it would be season three, the entire thing, without Sherlock, and he shows up at the very end of the third episode. Just letting you know. Think about that food for thought. I wouldn't want the entire season, but I wouldn't mind having the first half of episode one just be about John and him coping. And little things like him him doing the I Believe in Sherlock movement that we see, we've seen so much art for. Mm-hmm. Or even just like the first 15 minutes, but I don't want it to be like... I want to just see how affected he is and how he's gone back to that soldier and has the limp back. And, right, right, right. Yeah, so I agree with that. I want I want some kind of semblance of how John reacts, but not only John. I'd like to see you know where Lestrade is. I'd like mm-hmm. to see where Molly is and how she's dealing with it. I'd like to see about Don, Donovan and Anderson. I want to see their guilt trip. Like, well, I mean, I don't even know if it would be a guilt trip necessarily with them because mm-hmm. I mean they were literally doing their job. Mm-hmm. So I think they were doing their job, but at the same time they were still pulled back because someone did die, quote unquote, die. Right, right, right. I do hope that takes some time to develop that. Yeah, I really do too because you know that Lestrade won't be off the hook easily at all. I have that as a later on point. Oh, okay, never mind. Never so, mind. I'll talk about the, the edit. So when I think when Sherlock finally does show up, I do want John to punch him, hit him, slap him, tackle him, anything. And then I want him to break down and cry, and then they, like, hug and apologize. Because they did, J.D. Samoff, they did say that they wanted to focus on Sherlock and John's friendship. 
So I do that have that initial anger. Where They're gonna make out. No. Well, no, not that. But actually, Martin Freeman said he'd be all up for that, and then Mark Bennett Cumberbatch talked about marshmallows. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but I do want that initial anger. Like he's just anger, and he just lashes out, and then I just yeah. want them like break down and have that connection again. And yeah. Right. No, I I totally get that, and I think that for a while, I think John won't think it's real. I want him to be angry at him for a good long time. I don't want him to be over it the first episode. I don't want him to be like, all right, you're back, let's get over this and go solve some crimes. Woo! I want him, like, episode two being like, no, you still owe me for being gone and dead. Right. A part of that, like, opening where we see how it all affects everybody else, I want to see a broken Sherlock. I want to see how it's affecting him being away from John. You know, what he's been doing in all this time and how alone he's been. Uh, him struggling about and, like without it and stuff. I agree with that. I'd like to see what Sherlock's been up to. I doubt we'll get to see as much as I want. Mm-hmm. Naturally, it's always that way. But at the same time, it'd be nice to be able to see both sides of that story. Mm-hmm. Sort of a thing. Because, I don't know. Like It's one of those things where I get the feeling that Sherlock, he might have run away and everything. I get the feeling that Sherlock didn't go very far if he could help it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he wanted to distance himself so he could break away and split his life. I think it'll be nice that Sherlock might have had some insight on what was happening with John and with everybody. Mm-hmm. But John wouldn't have a clue. Mm-hmm. It, might, it might be nice to see how it affects the both of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool story, bro. Cool story. No, no, I, I completely agree. I, that wasn't a cool story, bro moment, so. I totally was. <laughs> no, it was not. It's totally cool. Asshole. Totally did. Yeah, I'm a sasshole. A sasshole. Uh, okay, I already talked about earlier how I want to see John like, be more badass. Okay, so Greg. I love Greg. I want to read straight from this. I love Greg. I love him so, 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 so much. But at the start of season three, I want him to see to see him disgrace. I want to see his brave actions for Sherlock and leave, uh, leaving him demoted. I want to see him doing grunt work, other people on the force looking down on him, but he still stands by his actions. And with that, I want to see fucking Tobias Gregson come in. That might be nice. I want to see Gregson come in because they were rivals in the book and they hated each other. And I just see Gregson having Greg's old job so Lestrade can't go out and like be as helpful to Sherlock and right, John. Right, right, right. And like he, like, and I want to see Gregson working for Moriarty and be a part of that web. Ooh. Yeah, and, and so it's, it's, Moriarty finally, like even if he is dead and everything, he still has that last seat in power. And right. And so, like, Greg can't really go out and help them as much, and he still has to follow the rules, and that, in turn, makes Donovan and Anderson... <laughs> it's like staring into the sun. <laughs> and that, in turn, makes, like, Donovan... <laughs> We're laughing at gifts, because I'm reading straight off of a blog I wrote back in August, and it has, like... True! <laughs> I... <laughs> the gifts. I just tracking it out all of a sudden. It's my job. Oh... Rupert Graves. No, it's fine. But I, I, I want to see like Donovan then and Anderson then kind of changing in their characters. Turncoats. Yeah, and they're seeing like the the non niceness of Gregson. I kind of the way I described it before is like Gregson's like the Slytherin, and he's more in like the sin in the ponds. Right, right. And like will sin in men, so he saves himself while Greg will be fighting on the front line of fire with yeah. his men. 
and I want to see like Greg rise up out of that like demoted sea and come up and be get his spot back where he deserves it. Oh, Fox! I was thinking like F O X, and I was like, he's the. So then we say he's the silver <laughs> fox. Well, I mean, it all works. He's it? the silver fox no. of Britain, and Anderson Cooper's neighbor going. Oh, I know Anderson Cooper's so freaking hot. I know. My only hope is that Greg doesn't entirely lose his job. I I actually would not mind seeing Greg be kicked out the force and just working with John. See, and I wouldn't mind that either, but at the same time, when you think about it, if they do that, they're going to write off his character, and he's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. Yeah. Because no, this is, like, the one thing Rupert Graves is in where he's not playing a giant dick. Yeah, that's true. He's, Let's be real. He's playing, like, a little lovable thing. Can we... Have you seen Scott and Bailey? No. Oh, my God. My, my friend made me watch Scott and Bailey. It's another... It's, like, an ITV show. And it's, like, two women cops, two detectives, mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal. There's two seasons. The next season's coming out, I think, March. So it's, like, right in between, like, waiting for Sherlock. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, like, something to push you through. And he, Rupert Graves is in it, and he plays the biggest dick ever. Oh, my God. Nick Savage could die in a fire. Okay. It's awful. I wanted to punch him every time he was on screen, but then I was like, wait, you're Rupert Graves. <laughs> like, literally. Okay, anyway. Okay. I, that, that was very, like... I have a lot of Nick Savage feelings, and none of them are good. <laughs> but what about Rupert Graves' feelings? Oh my god, I have Rupert Graves' feelings. <laughs> Gushing. And I'm not going to finish that sentence. But anyway. So, point number six. Uh, I put more Mycroft. I love when he comes in. I love Sherlock and Mycroft together. I love Mycroft with John. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do just want to see more of their family tree. Or if if not their family, then more of their relationship and maybe little slip-ins of their family. Right. I mean, I think even with more interaction with each other, we'd be able to tell more about the family. Mm. That's the thing about all of us watching Sherlock. We're like making our own deductions. <laughs> Whatever. We just call them headcanons. Mm. Same difference, right? I mean, I would love to see more Mycroft, because he's one of those characters where you're just like, oh yeah, and then there's this dickwad, <laughs> and, and then, then there's asshole right here. <laughs> no, but really, he's like a dick half the time, but he means well. He's a mean well dick. All his dickery, <laughs> all his dickery has purpose, because his little spermies all go out, and they actually do stuff to either help or hurt. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and Mycroft serves a purpose. He's not, like, this just, like, ambivalent mm. character. Yeah, like, he, he actually... Is the right word? Whatever. I don't know. It's 3.30 almost. Are you serious? Oh, see, like, normally I'd still be at work right now. Yeah, so... Whatever. <laughs> Alright, my next point is Sebastian Moran. I have a lot written on Sebastian Moran. Okay, so. I'm going to start with what I want from season three and then my headcanon. Alright? Super. And then I can talk about mine. And you're going to be like, what? One thing I actually really like about the Guy Ritchie films Mm -hmm. is it actually shows Moran and Moriarty together. Yeah. In the books, they... They were never together physically. You just knew that Moran worked for Moriarty. I want 
But I, what I like about the Guy Ritchie films is that you see that they're together. You see that, you know, they have maybe not like a, they're at least a business partnership. They care about what, what would happen if the other one died. And I want that out of this because if this is Tales of the Empty House and Moran is going after Sherlock for his boss being dead, then I want to know why. If, if Andrew Scott comes back, I only want it to be in flashbacks to show Moran and Moriarty's relationship. I don't want this guy to come in and be like, hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but you killed my boss, so I'm going to kill you, maybe. Like, I don't. I want to know why he's this there. This lightning, maybe. <laughs> hey, I, I just shot, shot you, and this is crazy, but here's my view, my view. This night we made it. Sorry. No, it was wonderful. We said that this was going to be musical. Before you came into my crossers, I wanted you so bad. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But <laughs> I, I want to, like, see why he is. I, I want to at least understand that he... If, if it, they just had a complete business partnership, I, I would not buy that because I don't think he would be like, oh, well... I think it would be for personal reasons, yeah. It's revenge. Yeah. yeah. And if... Unless it's, like... I don't, okay, I know you said you were going to talk about high cannons in a minute, but I know in the stories, you know, he was like Tiger Hunter, blah, 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 blah. Mm. So, that could have, it could have been a psychological, like almost like a psychological break, where it was almost like um, Stockholm Syndrome with Sebastian to Jim. Like, Jim had him captive and under his thumb for so long that then Sebastian started to care, you Mm. know? It could be a situation like that, mm-hmm. which I think would be interesting. It would be complex. It would be interesting. He would have, like, you know, whatever. But that has nothing to do with anything we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Cool story, bro. Back to you. <laughs> well, that, that, that was, like, if, if they do bring him around, which I assume they're bringing him around. Oh, they I, are. I think they pretty much said. Yeah, but there's, that's the thing, though. We know it's going to be Tales of Vindy House. And we know that Gius was tweeting guns about writing Tales of Vindy House and looking up stuff. But what about rats? We'll get to that in a minute, but I just want to throw that out there. Because are they meshing two stories together? I mean, they have to be. No? Alright, I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Alright, so my head cannon for Sebastian Moran. Tell me a story. It's never going to happen. Oh, that's okay. I'm just going to throw that out there. Just just tell me a story. It's never going to happen. I want to hear. So my Sebastian Moran, I think... Oh, it's never going to happen. <laughs> anyway, tell me, tell me about no, your, no, tell me about your Sebi no, darling. No, because they're not gonna like you. Never gonna happen. Just tell me what it is. I want to know. I I want to see him be an American cowboy. That would be cool. I'd I, be all right with that. I because I want him to be like because foiled with Martin Freeman's John, who's very prim and proper, very by the books sort of, you know, kind of. Like, nice and proper. If I, I just think of, like, they're, like, looking for the sniper, and he's expecting it to be, like, you know, like, this, like, sharpshooter. And, like, he, walks, he like, yeah. swaggers in with a, t- a cowboy hat, he's just like, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker! Like, I, when I was originally... Get my assless chaps on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You went there. Yes. That's <laughs> I just a good finished. idea. That's a good idea. Write that one down. <laughs> but I, I do think that'd be a very interesting foil, to have a loud, rambunctious... Like, yeah. cowboy with his thing, and, like, something I... And having him be, like, that sexy, suave kindness. Mm-hmm. Kindness. <laughs> That's not even a word. Kind of gay. When I, when I originally, like, role-played Moran um, with a friend of mine, the very first time I brought him in was he walked into a bar and to go after the guy he was going to kill, and he, like, 
got into a dark corner and waited for <laughs> Sexy and I Know It came on. Like, he requested it. And when he got to the wiggle, wiggle, wiggle part, he was just repeatedly stabbed him, so it looked like they were dancing together. And then he just walked right out. Like, he danced out. He didn't walk out. He oh. swaggered his ass out and danced out. And then just walked back on the street and just walked away and put on his hat. That's fun. But I just want to see that kind of yippee ki motherfucker um, foiled with John. And I don't think Sherlock would know what to do with him. I don't think he would be expecting that. Yeah. He'd just be like, but... But I just want to see him just so awesome. Like, if they disarm him, they get him close enough, he can automatically just pick up hand-to-hand combat and still kick their asses. Right. Like, pick up, you know, a, I think I, I think he could kill somebody with a cotton swab. Like, I want him <laughs> that good. Give it up their nose, whatever. Yeah, like, I want him to be, like, that good with hand-to-hand MacGyver. combat. That he could pick up anything and kill you with it, literally. He'll find a way. Sebastian MacGyver. But, but with a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. You suck the cowboy hat. Thank you. And the sheriff's. It's never gonna happen. They're not gonna make him an American. Well, no, I mean, because isn't it. Haven't they already pretty much said that it's going to be Ian? Is Sebastian? Maybe? No, did they? There were tweets about it. I missed that. Oh, I think they said that Ian is Sebastian. I'm not sure, though. Now that makes sense because he was in the courtroom with him. Right? And it was Gaius' boyfriend, partner, husband. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I don't know for sure. I just feel like I read that somewhere. But, um... Because I, th- I thought that was just fandom-likeness. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure there were tweets about it. I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't know. Speculation. Yeah. But, I mean, nobody's going to know anything. But, um... No, one of my friends had a really good headcanon for Sebastian. Like, I mean, I've got a few, but... The one that he was talking about was... Sebastian being Asian... And he was under, like, the military there, which is very strict. Well, he was the guy who did that spray painting outside of John and Sherlock's thing. Right. And that was never explained. Like, what if? Yeah. Like, there are a million things. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. I mean, I can get behind that. And I think I like that there are so many fandom things about it. Like, people are doing their research about it because they want to know about the character. It's not just... Oh, this guy has a thing on his face. Why? Hmm. Like, people actually know. You know, I I have my various headcanons with the people that aren't even in the show yet. And I want to... Victor Trevor. I know. Um, one of my favorites, honestly, is that Mary is involved with Sebastian. Mm-hmm. In some way, shape, or form. But she somehow got caught under Jim's thumb. Mm-hmm. So she is forced out to go and look for John and seek him out. But she's consistently texting back, like, I hate every bit of this. If I have to do this for much longer, there's going to be a ring. But she acts it out because she has to, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like she's under the trigger, too. Mm-hmm. Which that's just so much as much about him as it is about her. Because he has to give her up. And the way that I see it is that Sebastian never had much of anything. Mm -hmm. He had always what he brought, and that was it. And even with Jim, Jim was selfish enough to take it from him. Like, I mean, Sebastian never had much of his own. And even with Jim, he thought he was getting a little bit of freedom, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't. He wasn't getting anything at all. So I can't see that as, like, a super loving relationship. Mm-hmm. At all, I think it was very psychological, very personal, 
probably. I still like the whole thing of uh, Jim and Sebastian and Molly growing up together. Mm. I like that a lot. I really want um, uh, 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 John and Moran to have a throwdown, at least. I, a shoot-off. I would love for something to happen with that. There needs to be some kind of a threat. Mm-hmm. Because I think that will, like, bust that off right into a conflict, which... You know, after Reichenbach, what is your conflict? Mm-hmm. Do you really know? I mean, nobody, nobody actually knows because there goes the villain that you talked up for two seasons. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do now? And I, I made sure to just jot that down because I don't want to forget about it. I want Moran to be the bad guy the entire season. That might be nice. I don't want him to be gone the first episode like they catch him. I want him to be on the run, to be that overlying threat that even if they go out to new cases, they could always have a chance of being shot. What if Sebastian took Jem's old place and implemented people to be him, mm-hmm. quote-unquote? So they, there were like a swarm of people that called themselves Sebastian Moran. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be a really interesting take because I think... That sounds like something he would do in order to evade for long enough to be able to track the two of the two of them. Like he always has eyes, anyway. I mean, I I think if they took out Moran episode one, I'm gonna be very disappointed because yeah. I think we've had. And I think a lot is the fandom. The fandom has built him up so yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. What if he moves into two two one C? Just throwing it out there. My my last Moran favorite headcanon is Anderson as Moran. I like that too. I like. I also laughed because in the unaired pilot, you know, he had the beard and everything, yeah. and they made him shave it off because everybody thought he was the killer. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know, that makes sense. Sure, yeah, whatever. I, and I, I think that's just like one of those because he would definitely have the motive. Yeah. What if Mrs. Hudson is wrong? Woo! <laughs> 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 All right. So moving on. Number eight. I want from season three. I want Watson's Warriors. Do you know what this is? Mm-hmm. And I don't even care if it's just, like, a montage, like, a, or a part of that opening scene where they're, like... Like, what if he's like, has a pin for it and he's, like, tossing it away? At least a mention of it would be nice. Yeah, and I would like to see some of the older characters come back, like Henry Knight. Because yeah. Henry Knight, Sherlock literally saved his life and pretty much took the gun out of his mouth. <laughs> like, Henry right. owes him. And, like, Greg, you know, he wouldn't be where he w- would mm-hmm. be without Sherlock. And something cool that I would love to see about this is, like, them... Because the I Believe in Sherlock movement's been so prominent online. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of people have done beautiful artwork. You know, people, like, normal people in the fandom have been tagging streets with it. Yeah. And, like, I, I went to Dragon Con and I found, just plastered on a wall, I Believe in Sherlock. Yeah. Moriarty was real. Yeah. And so I think it'd be really cool if they incorporated the I Believe in Sherlock movement and take art from fans incorporated back in the show as a thank you. See, that would be nice. I think it would be nice to have, like, a callback to the fandom in any way, because mm-hmm. it's, it's... We've been damn patient. Well, I know, <laughs> and it's it's another one of those little things that it, it makes you feel like you're part of it, mm-hmm. you know? So... And, like, the fandom helped save um, Undershaw. Yep. I mean, like, like... That's a huge thing. That is a huge thing. I think that'd be a very nice kind of nod back to the fandom to show, like, Henry Knight, Greg Lestrade, John Watson going out and spray painting, I believe in Sherlock, but then using real art from yeah. fans. Well, I mean, and I can't imagine that they wouldn't 
do it because they're posting the artwork all over the real 221B or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they're actually posting the artwork outside. So even if they're filming out there, like, if they happen to be filming out there, it'd be great to just leave it. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I do want to see Watson's Warriors. Um, this is just me. I really want to see Victor Trevor, but that's only if Tom Hiddleston plays him. Oh my gosh, why Why just Tom Hiddleston? Oh, I know why just Tom Hiddleston. But <laughs> it's I, me. I know. Why just Tom Hiddleston? I know. No, mm. uh, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, but I actually just like really, 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 oh my god, I could totally do a podcast on Tom Hiddleston. Oh, be like, Let's start on the hairs off his head. His yeah. beautiful hairs off his head. And work out with wiggly It's so curly like a Brillo pad. <laughs> I went there. But no, I mean, I love I love the idea of Victor Trevor coming back. What if Victor Trevor is Sebastian? Like, I mean, because you think about it, it could all just be pseudonyms, mm-hmm. too, with the way that they've organized this one, because you had the whole Richard Brooke and Jim Moriarty, so why couldn't they be too different? The reason I would want Victor to come back and not be a bad guy, because we see in Blind Baker, that old colleague, Sherlock. Sebastian. But yeah, his name is Sebastian. Whoa! <laughs> but he's he's a bit of a jerk to Sherlock. Like he's like he used to freak us out. We thought he was a bit of a jerk. No one really liked him. But I want to see Victor Trevor come in because it was Victor Trevor's father who actually told Sherlock, "Hey, you can make a career out of this." Yeah. And and it's why Sherlock got into this anyway. And I think it'd be one of his few friends to, that he has from childhood that he'd be kept close with. Maybe, yeah. And, and to see that Sherlock has, like, one other good friend. And also, for, you know, some some conflict with John. I mean, John was like, but I thought I was your only friend. Yeah. You told me they're in the graveyard of Baskerville. I, I only have one friend. So, yeah, I would like to see that come back. I want to see them film in more locations, because I, I, the one thing I loved about Hounds was they were in that vast location. I would just like to see them film on the yeah, location more. I can go with that. Uh, more Molly. <laughs> oh, I totally don't agree with that. <laughs> no, I I think they do need to expand more on Molly because she's she's in us every episode except for Baskerville. She a blind banker. Yeah, she wore her hair to the side. I thought that was a great game. Her hair's parted to the side. That's different. I thought she was in great game. No, I she's thought, she's in she's in blind banker too because I'm pretty sure it's the you've parted your hair to the side bit. Because the great game is when she's like, oh, we're together, and she looks like, gay. Yeah, I just thought that was all one episode. No. Oh, well, they it, are split. But, um, no, I think, I think they need to expand more on her, because... And that's the same thing about, uh, Lestrade. The only one he's not in is the blind baker. Yeah, and poor Dimmick. We lost him. I mean, I would like to see more of Dimmick. I think that would be a great... You know, like, sure, he's a giant dick, but he gets it. No, I don't I don't even think that he was a, really a giant dick. There's a part, um, if you read the script, where it's, like, where they bring in all the books and stuff like that. Yeah. It said that, like, Dimmick waits around, waiting to be part of the team, and then Sherlock dismisses him, and he's sad and goes out. Yeah. Like, he, I think, I, because he's a bit younger than Greg, I could see Greg talking up Sherlock and Dimmick wanting to be a part of that yeah, team. Yeah, like, being excited. He would totally be part of Boston. Yeah, I think so, too. um, no, like, I wish they would put in a lot more of some side characters. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand it's only an hour and a half. You can't do, like, everything on the planet. Mm -hmm. But more Molly, for sure, because I'm a whore for Molly. 
And ship Molly in happiness. And then the last thing I had on my list from season three is Exploration of the Fall, and we really talked about that already. Yeah, so. Moffat. Moffat! That's, that's perfect. Stephen Colbert, Moffat! Alright, you. Anything you want to throw in for season three, or did I do a good cover of what I want to see from season um, three? You did, no, you did, you did pretty much everything. The whole... Like, I just I just want good, solid cases with character development. More character development. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important part because that's what attracted so many people in the first place. That the characters themselves mm-hmm. are the ones that are carrying the show. Because the location changes, you know, the situations always change. But the people are the same throughout and they're not robots. Let's be serious. Sherlock's not a machine. Mm-hmm. We went over this before. Just a No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a love machine. Yeah, no. Um, no, I seriously think that it's going to end up being one of those things where we're going to be super pleased or sorely disappointed. And I, that's I, my biggest fear. Like, something that happened to me when I was back in high school is the first time I watched The Princess Bride, people, like, talked up this movie. They were like, it's just the funniest movie you'll ever it's the watch. Best movie. It's the best movie. You'll roll out, out of your chair laughing. So I was like, okay, I'm about to, I'm getting ready to roll it's out of my chair. the best ever. And it, get it. Like, I liked it, but it wasn't, because people talked up so much, I had such high expectations of it that it wasn't what I expected, and that's my biggest fear with season three. Yeah. I think when we get this explanation, and, like, we've been waiting so long, and, like, and I understand it's the 50th anniversary Doctor Who, kudos, and I know that's their big focus this year and stuff, double kudos, but I think that what's happening is we're waiting so long, and, like, we're gonna be so desperate to get it, and we're such, like, grabby hands, Mm -hmm. that it's... I'm afraid unless they do it very well, it's just going to be underwhelming and we're going to be disappointed. But then you're going to look back on it and be like, well, that, that was brilliant. That was freaking brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Yes. So. But, um. Rat Wedding Bow. Actually, let me explain this in case people don't know. So, what happened last year before season two, they released uh, three words <clears> for the season. And it was Woman, Hound, and Fall. Mm-hmm. This year, when they had their little thingy, they released three more words to represent the three episodes of this season. And it was Rat, Wedding, and Bow. B-O-W. Bow. So. Not Bow. Not Bow. <laughs> yeah, some people were like, Bow? <laughs> yeah, they, like, they actually asked what the pronunciation was because yeah. we were just getting it via text. Um, yeah, because it came over Twitter, <clears throat> so. Well, yeah. But, um... No, it's still the uh, source for my most popular Tumblr, po- Tumblr posts because literally I made a post about five minutes afterward about how they were just going to show the freaking Great Mouse Detective for the first episode because of Rat. Because the rat's obviously rat again. Mm-hmm. And then whatever. But, like, what no. What do you think of Rat? Rat, I think, could be Sebastian. I think it could be Sebastian. I also think it could be... Um, I forget what sort of canyon. There's a story of a canyon where the last words that were spoken was rat. Um, people I, think it's going to be the Great Rat Sumatra. A lot of people think that too, and I, I get that. It's like there are so many that it could be, but I'm pretty sure the first one was confirmed to be Empty House, wasn't it? No, but but you can look at something like the Blind <clears throat> Banker. Blind Banker doesn't follow any of the stories. That's true. So, it just so they could be merging two stories. Mm-hmm. And like, look at Great or uh, Scandal, where they had multiple stories in one. One, yeah. 
But that's why I like the idea of them doing the um, the canyon one because it would give you some time to work around. I wish I could remember the name of the canyon. It's just the B. Whatever. I I think the thing about these three words is that they they could be taken very literal or they could not be. I think Rat could possibly be someone who they trust, like John and Sherlock trust, who betrays them. Mm-hmm. So I think that we should be looking out for, and that's all. We also just know it's Moffy. He's a big old troll. I mean, I think I think they're trying to trick us on this one. Like I think for wedding, I think our automatically th- automatic train of thought is Mary Morrison. Yeah, I don't <clears throat> think it's going to be Mary Morrison. I don't either. They have they have um, the story of the Bachelor. Yeah, and isn't there one, uh, I actually really want to see the story, where Sherlock, uh, gets engaged gets to engaged. somebody, mm-hmm. to solve a case, and I think that, because I think that would still be, like, piss off John, I think he'd be like, you know, you just came back, mm-hmm. and now you're doing this bullshit, and you're, like, trying to leave again with this girl, like, right. and I, and I also think he'd be so horrified that he'd be using a woman like this, Yeah, but I think that Muffet is purposely trying to throw Mary at us to distract us against what it really is, because he's a big troll. Yeah, well, he always is. So you can never, you can never trust too much. Yeah. But um, I, I honestly hope that it's again, like it's not a giant disappointment. That it's just like, oh, wedding. What? All right, that's great. Whatever. But um, I know, and then you get to bow. And do you think it's gonna be final bow? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Didn't they go to an opera in one of them? In the opera singer got killed? I, there was one, but it was one of the ones that was covered on John's blog, I think. John had a blog about going to a play, and a... Well, I mean, and there... Like, it could be more than just that. It could be something else. I Like, I wouldn't mind it if it was the final battle. Do you think it'd be the end of the series, then? No. It might be put on... I think it'll be put on a hiatus, maybe, because you have to realize, like, this has launched... Literally launched Benedict and Martin everywhere because now you've got Benedict and he's going to be doing all these radio shows. Like he's been doing Cabin Pressure and now he's doing the um, Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. Fuck radio shows. Look at fucking Star Trek. Yeah, I was getting there. <laughs> well, yeah, then you've Fuck got the radio Star shows. Trek and you've got um, Martin and the Hobbit. And well, they're both in the Hobbit. Yeah, and then they're all in like the three Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. Benedict's playing multiple parts. He's the necromancer, and he, he had it first. Yeah, he so, had it first. So. so you're just like, seriously, okay. And my friend Shag pointed out a very good thing. We were, this is this was our tangent that we actually took out of yeah. the episode. So old listeners, you'll understand. Remember this. This has become a cash cow for the BBC. The producers will not let this go. Yeah. I think they're trying to make this thing as the end so they can take a hiatus and have that time to work on Doctor Who and for the boys to clear up their schedules some more. Right. Because I, 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 I know um, they both said that, you know, yes. this is something that they love. Because, I mean, freaking Martin Freeman said, originally said no to The Hobbit so to work can, on this. Yeah, and then they were like, okay, we can take a break for it. Yeah. So, I mean, they're dedicated enough That's to That's why he it. has shaved legs in Reichenbach. Yeah, I know, and so, like, now we finally know. Yeah, why his legs are He's so He's not serious. just a swimmer. Okay. <laughs> Great. But, I mean, I mean, I I don't, I think they want, I think they could be the story of the final bow. 
But that doesn't mean we're not going to have stories afterwards. Right. Because Benedict has also said he wouldn't mind playing this for ten years. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't mind taking Sherlock from the beginning all the way up to, like, the Robert Downey Jr. age. Right, Sherlock, right, right. Which I think would just be amazing. Right. I would not mind getting a season every two years if it covered a ten-year span. Yes, I agree. And, I mean, as long as it's consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, I see, and I think that's the biggest problem that the fandom is having right now, because... It was a year between the two, mm-hmm. right? It was close to a year yeah, or two. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't in the fandom at the time. Right, I don't remember. It was like a, it was a year or two. And now we're having to wait longer, I think it seems. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just keeps stretching out, and they just need to... I think it'll be Spend better it. after the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. I think, I think so, too. That's Moffat's really big focus. That's Gatiss' really big focus. Uh-huh. He's writing for it the season, too. It's both of them. Yeah, so I, I think I think once Doctor Who is kind of, you know, put back on the back Simmered. burner. It, yeah. I mean, not even so much a back burner, but it gets back to not the giant 50th anniversary. Did they actually say that all the Doctors are going to be on it? No. No, no, no. Because they haven't even... I, I know, um... Eccleston wasn't going to be on it. Eccleston's working on Thor 2, plus he fucking hated it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he hated it. So, But I also know, um, oh, who is some doctor? Sylvester uh, McCoy. Yeah. yeah. Sylvester McCoy said at Dragon Con that he has not been invited back, and Tom Baker said well, see, that he they has just, not been they invited. just sent out like a horde of tweets about how all the doctors were confirmed, and Billy was confirmed also. Well, it'll be really hard to get William Hartnell out of his grave. Well, <laughs> they're going to do, like, holograms Well, I mean, and I, stuff, which is cool. And I know they're running special. I know starting at, at the time of me recording this podcast, Saturday night, which is tonight, yeah. they're starting the first of a several Best of Doctor series where uh-huh. they're playing, uh, like, every week or, like, once a month or I don't know how often Whatever, they're playing it. Whatever, yeah. They're playing each of the Doctors. And that's um, 11, so it's probably one a week. Yeah. Because it's the March... Year? 30th. I did not know that. Was that soon? I don't know if that's the 50th anniversary, but that's one who is coming back. Okay. So, I mean, that would make the most sense. You do a I'm... best of all the Doctors, and then have the premiere the next week. I hope the 50th is at the end. See, the, my big problem is, I, I don't want the 50th to interfere with the current storylines. I almost wanted to we be a We don't even really know what the storyline is yet. I know, but with Clara, I, I really wanted to be like a standalone movie. Like the, like the past Doctor ones, it was just like, you know, like the adventure of the day, but it was a movie with five doctors. Right. And then, but it didn't affect the stories. Um, and I, I kind of hope it's like that, because I want to, I, I'm, I'm hoping that Clara's not like wrapped up in all the other doctors, and she's like popped up and all those, so. But anyway. She already irritates It's a rat wedding yeah. bow. Um, yeah. So I don't, going back, I don't think that they would stop it because it is a cash cow. I think it will become more consistent once the 50th anniversary right. is done. Um, but I I hope it's not the end of Sherlock. I, I, it would be a good end, but I hope it's not. Well, I, know. I hope not either, but, you know, it's the curse of three. Mm-hmm. Granted, they it would be a shame not to do at least a sign of four. Ha! Ah! <laughs> and on that note, cover. <laughs> that was really good. I didn't even mean to do that. Oh my god, that was really good. That's a good way to end this podcast. So, um, yeah, we covered my note. In it, what time is it? It's four a.m. It's four a.m. It is four a.m. That's good. That's three. So, um, thank you guys for listening. This is, like I said, the first of several Sherlock specials and stuff like that, leading up to Two Two One Beacon. Woo! 
Oh, I'm so excited. We'll be in a room together. We will be. Um, so, Allison, would you want to, like, promote your Tumblr or anything? Any work, uh, any blogs, like your art blog, food blogs, anything like that? Oh, I... <laughs> Which ones do you want me to talk about? All of them. What do you want to talk about? My main Tumblr is generally J-E-N-N-A-L-L-Y dot Tumblr dot com. It's mostly multi- fandom shenanigans personal junk you can find I post all of my art on there I run live streams her live streams are fun <laughs> somewhat usually we play card games we play cards against humanity often on online you can play. online yes and everybody yes. can come play I post links and you can come play we play board games you know whatever um, I'm also running a fandom blog or a fandom recipe blog rather called the ship shop. T-H-E-S-H-I-P-S-H-O-P-P-E. Ship shop. See, look, I'm getting technical. So people aren't like, ship shop, what the hell is that? <laughs> Ooh, it's porn. <laughs> Food porn? No. Food but I'm delicious. Tr- I'm trying to do a recipe a week based on characters out of fandoms. and right. going to do Once Upon a Time ones. I am going to do Once Upon a Time ones. I have cakes and cupcakes set out for all the Sherlock characters right now. And... Coming soon will be the Minecraft cake. I already know that I, that's the next one I'm doing. As of right now. It might be up by the time this is up. Yeah, probably. It'll Whatever. take me probably a couple days to edit this. Oh, that's okay, because I haven't even got the stuff for the stuff. Stuff for the stuff. <laughs> but, yes, um, yeah, come talk to me. I'm not scary. You just listen to me for ever. <laughs> Since this is almost three hours long. Yeah. Oops. And as always, you can find me at geekygirlexperience.tumblr.com, and also uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Hope Molax. I had to think about that. What's your name? <laughs> I don't remember it for you. You got it's, a real pretty mouth. I got a real. <laughs> you got a real pretty Twitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awful. That was pretty awful. <laughs> That's why I don't even... <laughs> we don't even know what to say after that. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Hope of All Trades. You're the best. We're part of the Cheat True Freaks podcast. Give the guys a listen. And uh, thanks for listening to our show. Uh, Allison, thank you for being on my show and letting me eat your cupcakes. Anytime. And I'll let you play with my Twitter. Oh yeah. Thanks for Twitter all night long. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>